1: Hey,
2: welcome to another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me as always is new Larry, Kevin Jank. I'd like to suck the polish off your toes. That's all right, I'll pass on that. But that (laughs) is a quote from The Dallas Connection, the movie we'll be reviewing tonight. And this was uh, written and directed by Christian Sedaris, Andy Sedaris' son. You know, baby talent is not hereditary. it must be his other son. No, it's the same guy. They he just uses different names. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why, but sometimes he uses the fancy pants. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, also joining us is my personal attorney, spiritual advisor, Tuffy.
0: That's it for me. No more casual sex.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so as you can tell, this movie's pretty great. Uh, but uh, Tuffy will also be reviewing Black Adam. And uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's tough. He's a regular Cisco Ebert. It's
3: tough. <laughs> yeah, two dynamite films. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of thumbs down. I can tell you that.
2: <laughs> also, I will be doing a uh, at least a, probably a half hour, forty five minute presentation about soap, the TV oh, show Soap. <laughs> we'll I think I'd rather you just talk about
3: it's like a good gov, bean of TV you know. shows.
2: But first, (laughs) types of soap, Irish Spring, before we do any of that, we must call, uh, I booked a very special guest, it is Super Bowl season, it uh, is this weekend, we're recording on Friday, and I figured I'd reach out to the world's greatest gambling expert, and see what he has to say about the Super Bowl. So let's see if he's here. We are dialing the world's greatest gambling expert.
3: <laughs> I thought that was you. You had a little gambling segment on this show.
2: Hello? <laughs> Ed! Yeah. Hey, it's Ed. What's up,
4: Ed? You hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. And uh, Tuffy and Jank are also on the line with us at the moment. Hey. What are they doing? <laughs> well, they're doing a fake radio show. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. We're we're doing this using Skype and the Ed has his camera on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Put put some pants on, you fucking weirdo. All right, anyway.
4: How do I do it with the camera? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> well,
2: you're, you're, at the minute, we're just seeing your chandelier, <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, I, the, not a very
3: nice chandelier.
4: But I gotta fix it. How do I do it?
2: Well, you you can just hit a little <laughs> button that says you know turn off the camera. But whatever. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're fine. You're fine. Don't it's
1: worry about it. Just how you it. drag little video, video camera Mario. icon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Hang up but, on me and come back. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh shit! let watch it. Uh, tell everybody, what we're doing?
2: Like, like my screen just says starting recording, but it never changes.
1: Oh, hmm. now wait, it says, now it's it okay. Might, now
2: it's started. All right, we're back. Yep. <laughs> <All> right,
1: so,
2: <laughs> I don't know. We'll cobble this together and post. We're here with yeah. Ed. He's uh, a <laughs> world gambling expert. We're talking about the Super Bowl, which you may or may not have heard at this point, because who knows if the show was recording. But the Ed is here, and he has a new game for us. What's that game Ed?
4: I'm going to name a person who has a famous relative, and then you got to name the person. Okay. you got to name the famous person, because you won't oh, okay. know the non-famous person. Right. <laughs> sure. I don't know how this Not everyone
3: go. could be friends with Chad
4: Pitt. I was one of them. (laughs) uh, You ready for number one?
2: Yeah, we're ready. Harry Coleman. (laughs) Well, that's Gary Coleman's (laughs) brother. Who? That's Gary Coleman's brother.
4: Correct. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding, ding, ding. ding. I heard he
3: wasn't very good at foot chases, though. (laughs) All
4: right. Harold O'Connor. Harold
2: O'Connor. O'Connor. Carol O'Connor's brother.
4: <laughs> yes! Yeah. You got that right.
2: That's
4: her brother. Talking a guy be named Carol?
2: Yeah, it's a real mystery. <laughs> hey, the Ed, let me ask you this, the Ed. Uh, later on well, in the show, I want to talk a little bit about a, a, one of my favorite TV shows called Soap. <laughs> Did you ever watch Soap?
4: Yes, yeah, Soap. Yeah, I like that. Benson was on Yeah. That. It's fucking great, isn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Billy these, Crystal was a fag in that one. He was the first fag on TV. Yeah, that is kind of true. But uh, these uh, these two jabronis here, this jank and toughy, these characters here, they don't even want to hear anything about it. They just think it stinks. They've never seen it. They don't know anything about the show. They think it stinks.
4: A hey, Soap was a <laughs> nighttime comedy that acted like a soap opera because it went from show to show to same shit. Yeah, it was a half-hour show. Hey, we'll just talk about it right now since the Ed's on the
1: soap.
2: (laughs) 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 Let's do more Super Bowl (laughs) trivia.
1: Hey,
4: for five years, it told you what happened last
2: week. That's right, they'd always give you an update. Uh, It was on for four seasons, 77 to 81. Um, It it won a couple Emmys, but it never won Emmy for, like, best rating or best comedy because it was up against the murderer's row of comedy shows there. Uh, All in the Family, uh, Barney Miller. Uh, Taxi. Uh, what yep. was the other ones? Mash. So it was like a, a you know golden era for half hour sitcoms.
4: So. To comedy.
2: Yeah, it was always nominated in the comedy category. Yeah. It was a it was a war movie. Uh, season one was actually pretty funny, and then the longer the show went, it got more and more serious. Yeah. All right.
4: I'm gonna name a famous athlete's cousin that I know or brother. All right. Rusty Baker.
1: <laughs> Wait, I,
4: Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, even Jank, I, I, I didn't know you need Dusty Baker.
1: Fernando Valenzuela. <laughs>
4: sure.
2: <laughs> Say that one again, the Ed.
4: Hernando Valenzuela. <laughs> that's, a tr-
2: that's a tough one. John
4: Valenzuela? <laughs> Now, this one might be a tough one, because this guy, he's an old fellow that's down the road from me. Gabe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's the
2: great-grandson of Babe Ruth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> his brother. Wow,
0: he's very old. <laughs> like 140?
4: No, he ain't that old. Like 64. <laughs>
2: Is that it? Those are all the famous people you know.
0: (laughs) Where'd you guys go?
4: (laughs) We're
1: right here. We're waiting for you (laughs) to give up the next name.
4: Oh, oh. Well, the next name on the docket (laughs) is Freddie Murphy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: Eddie Murphy. Yep. These really aren't as hard as I thought they were going to be. (laughs)
4: <laughs> alright, let me give you a hard one. Um I think of people that I know really good well.
1: Let me, let me think of, let me look
4: in my Rolodex thing.
1: Here. You have a Rolodex. <laughs> what year is this? Well
4: like, so you got a Rolodex on your phone, it shows Oh, you. it's
2: on your phone, alright.
4: You? It's called Don't you think?
2: No, do you remember like the old actual Rolodexes at the end? I mean, you're an old man. You remember this,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't yeah, find nobody.
3: Offices still use them. Right. Huh? You still use them,
2: Jake?
3: Not in my current office, but I've seen offices that do. Uh, okay.
4: Is is Tuffy here tonight? Yes, Tuffy is here
2: tonight. I'm here. Oh,
4: I didn't know Tuffy was on
2: there. Hey, hey, Ved. Uh, real quick, since you mentioned Tuffy, that brings me of, reminds me of like lawyer stuff. Uh, did you see Brett Favre is suing Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp for uh, <laughs> defamation? And I was wondering if you would like. and It's going to get a lot of attention, so I was wondering if you would like to say some things about Brett Favre, so hopefully we get sued as well to bring some attention to the show, and then Tuffy can defend us in court. Yeah, that's
4: no problem. Why? What
2: Brett Favre? What he do? He apparently, allegedly, he uh. Stole a bunch of money from poor people in Mississippi.
4: Oh yeah, that <laughs> nonsense. That's bullshit. Listen, man. No, he. They gave him the money. It's the person who gave him the money that should be in well, trouble.
2: It was a. It was a scam, and he knew they were stealing the money, and he said, "Yeah, that's okay. Let's just." No,
4: well, he didn't know nothing.
2: They have a text message of him saying, "No one's going to ever find out about this, right?"
1: <laughs> well, well, man, I, I think just
0: very I, altruistic and he didn't want people to know all the good deeds he was doing by building uh, that volleyball court or whatever. Yeah, that's probably
4: it. I'll tell you something, man. They're gonna say some stuff about him, but who knows if they're talking about him or not.
1: Okay, you lost me there.
4: You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: No, I don't. No. I don't
2: know
4: what you're saying. If he actually said something, they don't have it. All they got is a is a test, and the test message might not be really. I mean, you, you could you can doctorize the test message all the time. That is true. <laughs> yeah.
2: Doctorize a lot. Uh-huh. But I mean, the government officials who were like uh, the investigators have a lot of evidence, and you know. They're moving forward with all this stuff, so suing Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp seems a little ridiculous. But um,
1: what are they
4: suing for?
2: A defamation that they, they uh, ruined his character, or costing him money because of it, I guess. What
4: well, is does Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp even really get any listeners on their show?
2: Yeah, they're very well. Yeah, they're very <laughs> popular. Pat McAfee is very popular. is he really? Yeah, and Shannon Sharp is on that. Uh, what's that show? Him and uh, Skip Bayless, right? Yeah. Disputed?
1: That's on Fox. Yeah, so that.
2: Undisputed, yeah.
1: No one watches that.
2: Um. Well, would you like to say something to get us sued?
4: Yeah, Brett Favre was a horrible quarterback. He threw a lot of picks. He did throw and, a lot of picks. Uh, uh, yeah, and he was just sucked. And I'll tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really defame this character. He was a great quarterback. That's
5: <laughs> <Hey>, like <what? laughs>
1: very. Who
4: can simple for that? Because he knows getting well, i <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: So the Ed, uh, what else have you been doing this Super Bowl week? What other events have you gone to?
4: Last night, I went to Top Golf. With the NFL awesome. Alumni Association, saw Rod Woodson, Eric Dickerson, Marcus Allen, and we all. Eric Dickerson is back.
2: your favorite running back.
4: Yeah. Uh huh. Did you tell told,
2: him that? Yeah, I talked to him. Hey, yeah. Did you, uh, Eric Dickerson? They did the show about him on uh, the NFL Network. One of them, like hour long. They just talked about his career and whatnot. And uh, he said when he broke the uh, record or the or hit two thousand yards or whatever it was that one year, you know, hit the the record for most yards in a season. Yeah. Do you know what the LA Rams gave him to congratulate him on doing that? A nice carrot cake. A carrot cake? <laughs> a carrot
1: cake.
2: <laughs> yeah, a, carrot, a cake. carrot cake. Not like a car, not a not, uh, carrot cake. I gave him a cake from a bakery. <laughs> they just, here you go.
4: How <laughs> would well, they do it? Man, the Rams are a dumbass organization. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. Why would they do that? They, I guess they're cheap. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm going to a golf tournament tomorrow. Yeah,
2: like, uh, when was the last time you played golf yet? <coughs>
4: me. Uh, last night I went to Golf. <laughs> but before that. Before... <laughs> I've been there a few times.
2: Yeah, because it seems to be like years ago. I, I seem to recall you golfing a little bit,
0: but... um.
4: I got I got golf sticks and I I go out there once in a <laughs> yeah.
1: week.
0: Well, I can tell you golf a lot because you know the lingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what's your favorite golf stick? Uh, what, what do you feel like
2: you really uh, you're talented with?
4: Oh, that big thing that you hit off the the starting point from. Yeah.
2: yeah. The driver,
4: I think that's. Called, but I'll tell right? you something. Did you know that O.J. Simpson? He is not really mad at, at at Bruce Jenner for becoming a woman. He I, said, don't know,
2: I don't know what the fuck you're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> why, should, why should I know that about OJ Simpson? Like he, I don't know. I don't, why, do, why do I care about his thoughts on Bruce Jenner? What the fuck do I care?
4: <laughs> well, he said it. He said, he oh. got to, The only thing that OJ's pissed about is that when Bruce Jenner plays golf now, he hits from the ladies' keys.
2: Oh, I see. It was a setup. <laughs> set up for a little joke. Okay. Yeah, you got to <laughs> wait I these
4: things
3: out. The it always comes around.
4: O.J. O- o- really said that.
1: All right.
4: My mouth might be messed up for a minute because I'm about to eat this spoonful of peanut
1: butter.
4: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: that- It's been a while since you ate something on the show, so I guess we can forgive you this time. (laughs) Takes me back. They used to do this with Mr. Ed to get him to talk. They gave him some peanut butter.
4: (laughs) How could you talk with peanut butter? Well,
2: his mouth would just move, and then they'd have someone talk for him, you know?
4: Well, how'd they know what he wanted to say? (laughs) (laughs)
2: they just
4: guess. Let's talk more about soap. That was pretty good. It's <laughs> Jiffy. Do you like Jiffy, or do you like
2: uh, – what was the other kind of peanut Well, Jiff. Peter Pan.
4: Yeah, Peter Paul Pan. S- Jiff, Skippy. Skippy. We got no goddamn Jiff. We got Yeah,
3: combine Jiff and Skippy.
2: And Jiffy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I haven't had peanut butter in a long time yet. Uh, the last time I had peanut butter, uh, I I get the organic, old, natural peanut butter, you know. And uh, apparently, I uh, must have gotten a bad jar because I threw up violently after I ate it. And then uh, the next day, I was like, well, that was probably a fluke, so I ate some more, and I threw up violently again.
1: (laughs) I mean, the problem
0: is you (laughs) bought that organic junk.
1: Yeah. You don't want
0: peanut butter that you have to stir. (laughs) That is true. You have to stir organic peanut
4: butter. Do you know why he didn't like that peanut butter? Why? Because it didn't have nuts in it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, or, or,
2: organic yeah. peanut butter, like all the fats on the top, you got to stir it in. Sometimes I just cut all that off, you know. So then it's even drier, you know.
1: Drier.
4: I spell drier. Well, D.
2: Well, it depends what drier you want, but yes, yeah. D R I E R. Right. Drier. or cut dry drier. Uh, what else is going on, the Ed? Well,
4: just sitting here, walking around. Yeah, that's getting some, some matchsticks because you know what I got to do here in a second.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what does that mean? Smoke a
4: cigar? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Right. I just uh, I got me a nice outfit to wear for the golf place tomorrow. Well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, the doctor told me I got to wear something cool. So, what did you select? A wife beater in khakis.
2: Hey, right. <laughs> I like khakis. It's my kind of style right there.
4: Now, I'm I got, yeah, what
2: color are your khakis? I, so,
4: <laughs> she got me some Ralph Lauren polo shorts I got to wear.
2: There, now. You got to see your legs in shorts?
4: Oh, man, my knees are well. well. Yeah. My knees are looking good. I put a lot of lotion on them and shine them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. They gotta got shine.
1: Oh man! You no, know,
4: I mean, last night we went to go get some chicken wings at this uh, place called Native Wings, and I thought it was an Indian joint, and I didn't want to go there, but it wasn't.
2: Why wouldn't you want to go there if it was an
4: Indian joint? And I ain't no goddamn Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> but uh thank god it wasn't. So uh they had pretty good food. They had chicken wings and pizza and spaghetti and then we had a steak at the end. I mean it was probably one of the best food experience I had all week. Ugh.
2: Yeah. Hey, the Ed, yeah, did you hear the U.S. military shot down another object over Alaska today?
4: No, I didn't know that. Why did they do
2: that? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I'm trying to get the update on it. But uh, people thought it was another one of them Chinese spy balloons, you know? But then they said, no, 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 this was uh, silver and cylindrical shaped, and it seemed to just be floating in the air. Was so, it a dildo?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Maybe
2: might, <laughs> <laughs> might be space monkeys. What do you think? Space monkeys? Space
4: dildos? It's, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that means it's nearby space hookers Ooh,
4: <laughs> UFOs?
2: yeah let's see
4: uh-huh.
2: what's at the end
4: are there such thing as ufos
2: oh yeah well ufo is just an unidentified flying object so yes there's plenty of them but uh are, are there uh aliens in those ufos know.
1: yeah Hey,
4: listen to this. So assistant coach calls me the other day.
2: This uh, character. What's he been <laughs> up to?
4: Nothing. Oh, all right. He bought a base in Vegas, then sold it six months later. All right. And didn't make no money on it. That's uh. So he got on this thing. There's a new app called Airtime. Have you heard about this app? No. No. You just get on there and you just talk to a bunch of people. So he tells me, he's like, yeah, get on there, man. Let's talk to these people. So me and him was on there and we're talking. And some lady was on there. She was like, Ed from Vegas. She goes, you know, Adam Carolla. <laughs> I said, yeah, he's a fag. <laughs> and she's like, I thought I recognized your voice. <laughs> So she started asking me all kinds of questions. And I told her to come to Vegas and find out. <laughs> but yeah. she was ugly, though. She was a 64 year old woman.
2: <laughs> well, that's like your age,
4: kid. That's no 64. Dell's
2: way. That's
3: the kind he likes. <laughs> <I like teenagers> <laughs> <ladies>. <laughs> well,
0: what kind of hey? When her name's <laughs> Donna Spear. <laughs> Civil Danning. <laughs> hey,
4: Julie Newmar last week. Victoria's Secret panties, or did she just wear the bloomers?
1: <laughs> yeah, just the bloomers. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> hey, the end. Uh,
4: last
2: last week on the show, we watched a movie with uh, Julie Newmar and Tina Louise,
4: Catwoman, and uh, the bitch from Gilligan.
2: <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah Ginger, it. Ginger.
4: Yeah, ginger. Yeah, I couldn't figure out her name.
2: Who did you like better of those two? Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman or something.
4: Yeah, yeah I like that <laughs> Well,
2: the head. Yeah, go ahead. I
4: like red hair girls, man.
2: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the red haired girls either. Uh, what else is going on? You? You, you wanted to call the show and then you got a whole bunch of nothings. Come on, let, let's tell some stories. Let's go. let's go.
4: What do you mean a bunch of nothing? <laughs> let's talk about soap. What's your favorite episode of soap? I like when the guy... Ears are going all- to be out
3: of commission because i got to put peanut butter in them. <laughs>
4: what? what are you talking about? I
3: have to hear soap talk. <laughs>
4: It was 76 degrees today.
2: Wow. it's
1: great. Got,
4: it's getting hot in here. So take off all you clothes. I am getting. you going to take your clothes off. It's getting hot in here. So tonight, Cardi B. You guys yeah. know who that
2: is? I know the name, but I don't know anything about yeah, her. She's... But-
4: He's performing at a casino about two miles from my house tonight. Okay. The cheapest ticket is $500. Wow.
1: <laughs>
4: to sit front row, $3,500. Jesus. That's Yeah, ridiculous. are these people crazy? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What movie did you guys watch this week? It's called The Dallas Connection. The Dallas Connection.
1: Yeah,
2: it's got What's a bunch it? of uh, it's got a bunch of ladies with big boobs in it, and they're running around.
3: <laughs> uh, yep, it's got all the classic Sedaris hallmarks: remote-controlled vehicles.
4: Is a Hallmark movie?
3: <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it's curvaceous assassins who stalk four scientists (laughs) to uh, devise a way to detect and eliminate the contraband weapons. What does it sound like?
2: Yeah, I I like when you just pick these synopses out of your head, you know, like you just hear the movie title and you just, yeah, this is probably what it's like.
4: The title reminds me. It sounds like it's a Christian Drew Sedaris movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a Christian Drew Sedaris movie, yes.
4: Yeah, the son of Andy Sedaris. Sound like it's an early '90s movie. Uh '94,
2: actually. '94.
4: I mean, yeah. Hold on, and it says the is up to, to a team of federal agents to protect the latest. The last surviving scientist able to act read all. What was that called? Read all. I, don't I don't know what you're saying. It just stops. It says read all.
2: Oh, oh well you gotta click that <laughs> and then like more will pop up. Then you can read all
4: of it. Oh a mary. Samaris.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Out the world has changed. Scientists are assassinated right before a major scientific convention in Dallas. With the doubt, this killing spree has to do with the upcoming interventional world arms removal project, a sophistication state of the art satellite system, which has the <laughs> ability to detect any weapons, however big or small. See? Sound like a good hey,
2: movie. Hey, yeah, have you ever thought <laughs> of maybe doing some uh, like narrating for books on tape? Mm-hmm. Audio books? I think you'd be, you'd be a dynamite narrator.
4: If, if, if Banks was wanting me to do that with a book. That would be pretty good.
2: I like yeah. to John Churchfield needs
4: someone to get the books. Right.
2: <laughs> would you like to record the Honest John Churchfield audiobook?
4: <laughs> yeah, where do you get that at?
2: I'll send you some copies. I'd also like to hear you do some Dostoevsky. I'm sure the Russian names would be easy for you to. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Dostoevsky. Hey, my credit score went up by seventy-one points. <laughs> Holy hell! What'd you do, there? Seventy-one oh. points. It was at three oh five, now it's at six.
1: Well,
4: that's pretty good. Not bad, not bad
2: Yeah, I don't know. Sounds good to me, you know. Huh? <laughs> Sounds like a pretty great credit rating to me.
4: Yeah. It keeps going on up, so I mean I mean shit, it can only get better.
1: Yeah. Got
4: that's we out. You got credit.
2: Uh yeah, I got some credit,
4: yeah. Let me borrow some. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got all the money in the world. You're always so rich gambling and everything. Yeah. Well
4: that's why I don't that's why I don't really care about no credit. Uh who the mm. fuck about credit? I'm like, they always call me, they're like, uh, Ed, do you want to get a credit card? And I'm like, For what? They're like, So you can charge something. I'm like, I'll just buy it. And then the person told me it's better to be in debt. They said okay. you're supposed to be in debt. The average American person is in debt average of $190,000, they said. Oh,
1: wow.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you count all my school loans and everything, yeah. I'm probably close. I guess
4: <laughs> All your good
2: being. Yeah.
3: Really racks I, up.
4: I don't want to be behind by that much money. That's a lot of money to be behind. Hey the end, you know when you die it really doesn't matter. So. I know I, I remember that when uh when Franklin died and he gave my number as a person to contact.
1: <laughs> yeah. All the debt collectors or calling.
4: <laughs> you? Me, a place told me that that Franklin was in collections and I go,
1: <clears throat>
4: he's in the fucking casket too. Yeah. <laughs> and they said What do you mean? I said, Well, he died, man. And the guy goes, Well, you know, he still owes us like forty two hundred dollars. Well. And they asked that I want to take care of that for him. I go, fucking I go, go, Hey. I go, Frank apparently didn't want you to have that money.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll take care of it for him. Fuck you, get out
4: of here. Yeah, they go, Well, you were a co-signer, they said. I go, I ain't never co-signed on yeah, nothing. I, I ain't signed I go, Yeah, they tried to say my name was on there. I go, no, no, he just got my name as a person of interest. Hey, but
2: Jank and Toffee, keep this in mind for when I go, because you'll be getting those similar phone calls.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, why would somebody pay something if they're dead? They're like, does, they asked me, did he have an estate? Yeah. I said, the motherfucker yeah. had a bag of life. <laughs> I, mean, I told you about that, right?
2: His bag of life. Yeah, I yeah. I that. You don't remember that? We'll, we'll refresh our memories about his bag of life.
4: Everything Franklin owns fit in a trash bag. <laughs>
2: well, he could buy and sell me. i don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a sandwich bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a sandwich.
1: <laughs> a
4: garbage bag. Yeah, but me, it's a sandwich bag. <laughs> Why you? You got stuff in your room. I bet
1: I got, you. <laughs> I bet I you can't can't put have, an Oscar
2: cut out in a
3: yeah. sandwich
1: bag. <laughs>
2: there's a There's a fire in my room right now. The, the things I'm grabbing, uh, my uh, the ashes of my cat Sydney G, and I guess the Oscar cutout, and I'm out of the door. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <So>. What about? <laughs> What about the He-Man sheets on your bed?
1: Nah, uh,
2: I'll get new ones. That's not that <laughs> I, guarantee,
4: I guarantee you number one nine has superhero fucking sheets on his bed. <laughs> I wish.
2: <laughs> That'd be pretty cool if I did, but I don't. And I
4: guarantee this motherfucker still has pajamas with two Well, and, uh, <laughs> My feet get very cold, though.
2: Hey, do you wear slippers? My nephew's got me slippers for Christmas, you know? And I've never worn slippers in my life. So, I still don't wear them, but at least I have slippers now. Uh, do you wear
4: slippers? I used to have a good pair of Texas Tech slippers.
2: Oh, that's right. I bought you those. I forgot about
4: those. Yeah. I wore yeah, I got them for you. They wore out. They got a hole in the bottom. The fucking, uh, the soles went out of them.
2: Yeah. Hey, Tuffy, do you wear slippers?
0: Uh, I bought some recently to try them out, but, really? you know. Yeah, because my feet get cold also, and I don't want to turn the heat up because who can afford that? Yeah.
4: What's the most pair socks you've ever worn at one time? Well, uh, we'd
2: go play hockey outside in the wintertime, you know, and uh, it'd be very cold, so I'd blow it up on the socks, maybe three,
4: yeah, four pairs. Yeah. I wore six pairs before. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's pretty good.
3: Jake, are you a slippers guy? <laughs> yeah? You know, I've never worn them.
4: Yeah, um, never have I.
3: Yeah, my apartment, we just have to pay the electric, so uh, and it's gas heat, so I don't have to worry about <laughs> that. I can crank that up as much as I want.
4: <laughs> We're getting a barbecue grill built out in the backyard. Ah. The you guy came over today, and he's giving us an estimate. <laughs> grill up some tofu back there. You can't grill tofu. Shit's oh, like gosh. cake. Yeah, you can grill it. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you what is good for.
1: What's that? Nothing. All right.
4: <laughs> 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 I'm thinking yeah, about no. oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to make go a ahead. new game show. Okay. I wrote a letter to Steve Harvey. <laughs> and,
2: uh, Do you have <laughs> Steve Harvey's address? <laughs>
4: yeah. I just wrote it in care of Family Feud. <laughs>
2: Uh, I oh, thought you geez. just addressed it to Steve Harvey and just dropped it in the mailbox. <laughs> like It'll get there.
4: <laughs> it might. They know you're in L.A. They, uh, but uh, I want to do Family Feud After Dark.
2: Oh, like an adult-themed Family Feud.
4: Yeah. You know, they would be like, we asked 100 women. How big a dick can you take? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see those answers. Girl be like 42 inches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: number one, 42 inches. Yeah. We asked 100 men, how old were you when you lost your virginity? And the women would be like, oh, he's about 26 and shit. And the guys would be like 12. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. This sounds like a, a million dollar idea. <clears throat>
2: so you want Steve Harvey to host it, or would you like to host it? I would host it. Yeah, I'd like to see you host it. That's right. Uh-huh. It. Now, remember, the in the old Family Feud, Richard Dawson, every time there was a lady on a, he, in the family there, he'd always try and kiss them. Remember that? He'd always kiss the ladies.
4: Oh, yeah. So, they married one of the contestants. Oh, really? I had no idea. <laughs> wow. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. What do you mean, is it true?
1: <laughs> I had no idea.
4: Yeah, he kissed him. And uh, she liked him, and they ended up going on a date and got married.
1: Huh.
2: It's weird. <laughs> uh, so, would you be doing the same thing with the doctor, let you kiss all the ladies?
4: Nah, the doctor ain't going for that. <laughs> she gets mad if I kiss other women. <laughs> <laughs> so the nerve of her. <laughs> I, know. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, but, you no, know, most women. When they got a good thing, they don't like to share it.
2: <laughs> you know? So just uh you know, just to confirm here, you're saying that she has a good thing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, don't forget the Ed likes to beat said, that uh, the ed does not have casual sex. He likes to beat it, you know?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I always tell him, my motto is sharing is caring. <laughs>
2: Well, oh, so you share the doctor with other dudes?
1: No. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <All
2: right. laughs> Sorry. Uh, the Ed. Oh, we should do more Super Bowl talk, The Ed. It's a, a big game, you know?
4: <laughs> this is a very uh, terrible Super Bowl.
2: What do you think was the worst <laughs> Super Bowl? Um, there are some contenders. Right off the top of my head, that... That recent one with the Rams and the Patriots was terrible. Remember the 13-6? That was awful.
4: Yeah, the one with the, when the Dolphins went undefeated, that was horrible.
2: Oh, against the uh, Washington football team.
4: Yeah.
1: Hey,
2: what about when your Peyton Manning and the Broncos played the Seahawks?
4: <clears throat> that was
2: a bad one. The first snap of the game over Manning's head for his safety. <laughs>
4: yeah, because I had no safety. Lost 36,000. <laughs> oh yeah the one we were trying to we put 36,000 to win four fucking lost
2: hey remember when the Niners uh, just destroyed the Broncos that one year like 55 to something
4: that was the Chargers
2: no 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 no. the Niners beat the Chargers bad Steve Young had six touchdowns but uh, Joe Montana and the Niners beat the Broncos really bad like 55 to 10 or something like
4: that oh did they I don't remember that one
2: yeah I'll look it up up that year. I'm sure Jank knows it because he's a football historian. He knew all those Tom so, Brady answers. The,
4: Patriots, my, the Bears and Patriots yeah. are terrible Super Bowl. Yeah,
2: yeah that was uh, a <clears throat> like 40 like 43 to 6
0: or 42 something. to 10, I
4: think. All right. Confirm we'll, uh, these. 42 to 10. Most people in Chicago can't count to 42. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's see. Uh Chicago Bears, that score is forty-six to ten.
4: Forty-six to ten. But Chicago people think it was forty-two to ten.
0: Uh San Francisco. <laughs> I thought forty-six, but I wasn't sure. Uh
2: the Steve Young game, they beat the Chargers forty nine-twenty-six, and then uh Joe Montana and the Niners beat the Broncos fifty-five to ten.
1: Holy oh, hell. Yeah. Fifty five ten.
4: Yeah, I mean, this this is just a boring Super Bowl. I mean, do you think, think Patrick Ma, do you think Patrick Mahomes goes down as the greatest quarterback ever? No.
2: I, he's really good, but haven't the like this is what I don't understand. The, it, everyone says it's a copycat league and everything, but haven't the Bengals shown how to beat him? Like you just you, you got to get you have to get pressure from your front. So that's not every team can do that, I guess. But you just drop back the you know, seven eight guys in coverage, and he seems to struggle with that. No.
4: And then beat him last time that he's in the Super Bowl. I
2: don't know. Uh, hey, uh, do you remember who the MVP was in that Seattle-Denver game?
4: A defensive person.
2: Yeah, I because I, I was looking at the list of MVPs. I don't even – Malcolm Smith. Who in the blue hell is Malcolm Smith? I don't remember him at all. Uh-uh.
4: I don't remember him at all. That's yeah, crazy. I bet if he goes around and tells people he's a Super Bowl MVP, yeah. they go bullshit. one's going to believe that? Uh-uh. I wouldn't believe it, and it happened. That's right, it happened.
1: All
2: right, all right, Ed. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, let's talk about soap. I think let's we talk- covered that already. <clears throat> <laughs> it's-
2: who was your favorite character on Soap, Ed? I like the general. Uh, the, he was great, yeah. keel O'Neal? No, no. <laughs> uh, Catherine Hellman's dad is uh, shell-shocked, and he still thinks he's in World War II. So he's always he, in the army and stuff. Like this, yeah.
4: He always wore all kinds of army stuff. <laughs> yep. See, let me tell you, classic comedy series is a satire on all the daytime soap <laughs> stuff. <laughs> stories revolve yeah. in a rich family, the tapes, Yeah and a poor family, the Campbells. Yeah, listen up, guys. This is a story about two sisters. All right, two sisters. The stories mostly centered around crazy characters and sex. The escapades <laughs> are as soapy as you can get. Divorce, faggotry. I don't think that's what (laughs) happened. (laughs) Organized crime, war flashbacks, custody battles, murder, vasectomies, and masturbation. That's right. (laughs) And this was 1977. You don't Mm -hmm. understand,
2: Soap was so controversial when it came out. Like, they had all kind of campaigns to take it off TV and everything. And uh, by the final season, it was still popular, still had good ratings. But they had to cancel because only one company would still sponsor it. Vlasic Pickles. That was the only company <laughs> that would still sponsor.
3: And they changed the slogan on the commercial to "Jerkin' your gherkin."
2: So they had to cancel the show. But well, you guys are meat mouth and soap. You have no concept of what the show
0: is. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know what? If the ad says it's good, maybe I'll give it a try.
4: <laughs> why did soap get canceled? Though the show's ratings. Oh, here we go. Season four. ABC canceled the series because of continued pressure from the so-called moral majority. That's right. By the end of the series, those guys, Black- those
0: ruin the last guy's ruined everything.
4: Only advertiser interested in advertising on the series. Now see, wouldn't you just think that soap companies would want to be on soap? <laughs> but they were all,
2: everyone is outraged because the show is about like infidelity. And uh, uh, I think the thing that got people really upset there in the fourth season, they, they, or the third season, I think it was. They did a parody of Rosemary's Baby. Like the one character had a <laughs> had a baby with a priest, and the baby came out like a devil spawn and everything. And like they had a storyline of <laughs> the priest was in love with the lady, so the the church and the moral majority were all mad about it and everything. But yeah, he is.
4: Luckily, Benson got his show before soap went off.
2: <laughs> yeah, Benson spun off into his own show, and uh, the lady that did soap, her name was Susan Harris. And she would, uh, she also created Benson, of course, because of the spinoff. But she is most famous for doing a little show called The Golden Girls. That's right. She oh. did The Golden Girls, huh. too.
4: Yeah, I heard of that, too.
1: Yeah.
3: Probably a little less masturbation on that show. Well, Definitely you know, a little.
4: <laughs> listen, to this. so I went to this donut shop across the street. Okay. I mean, you know, they have on the chalkboard, you know, they tell you all the different things they got. And uh-huh. some stupid girl wrote, D-O-G-N-U-T-S. Wait, I don't know what, wait, say that again? Dog nuts? <laughs> <laughs> it said chocolate dog nuts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, the Ed, what, what's your favorite donut, the
4: Ed? Glazed.
2: Just the plain glazed? That's
4: pretty boring.
1: Just the...
4: well, what do you want, a tomato on it? <laughs> that would be nice. Tomato glazed donut. Goddamn tomatoes on a donut. Jesus Christ! I'm <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, would you ever put mustard on a donut?
2: <laughs> I haven't had a donut in like thirty years. What? Yeah. <laughs> Probably there's meat in
3: your donuts, that so you not, can't have them. That's not.
0: I think there might be some sugar in there. Mike Dell isn't going for the sugar so much. Yeah, there's yeah, eggs and milk.
4: Gluten, and I guess. Yeah. yeah. There's not eggs or milk in a donut. I've never seen an egg or milk in my donut. <laughs> 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 you sure they could be in there? Huh?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in there, but, you yeah. No.
4: I, all I got is glazed on my donut, so I don't put no <laughs> extra milk on it. Glazed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey,
2: yeah, uh, you know what? Donut, we're good though. I like the uh, sour. I think they're called sour cream donuts or sour dough donuts. Sour yeah. dough donut, like a cake donut with the glaze on it, but it's a you Ugh. know a little different. Yeah.
4: Those are good. some? Okay, so what do you eat? You just eat tofu.
2: Yeah, and a lot of beans. I've been eating a lot of roasted beans, a lot of roasted chickpeas, and roasted fava beans.
4: What? What fucking purpose are you doing?
2: (laughs) People in prison eat better than Mike Dell. It's very nutritious. Good source of protein and fiber, and you know, low carbs.
1: Yeah.
4: You guys have electricity? Yes. Yes, So I'm just picturing you live in a log cabin without no logs. Without <laughs> oh, no logs. Uh, it don't uh, make. I mean, but why, really? Why do you eat like that, man? Because that's stupid. You're not even enjoying <laughs> life. I
2: don't. I don't eat like if, if someone told me tomorrow, "Hey, uh, you take this pill or whatever, you never have to eat food again." I'd be like, "All right, sign me up. I'll take that pill." Oh.
1: Oh.
4: You don't like the food then. <laughs>
2: I just don't like anything uh, that reminds me I'm human. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, I should be on a more, you know, elevated plane than down here with you, uh, you people. I think eating is the only time of the
3: day I actually look forward to.
0: <laughs> if yeah. I didn't have
2: that, there'd be nothing. Yeah,
3: I'm eating some fan. Ben
0: and Jerry's half-baked ice cream right now. Uh,
2: half baked. What is that like? Uh, the cookie dough thing, or what is that?
0: Half uh, vanilla ice cream and cookie dough. Half chocolate ice cream and fudge brownie.
2: Mmm. I used to always get my mother uh Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. The yeah,
1: that's pretty good too. Cherry yeah.
2: Garcia. Hey. Yeah. Cherry Garcia.
4: Uh, Ed, have you been eating the ice cream lately at all? I think your mom used to eat vanilla ice cream. (laughs) That's not really a name. It's just
2: (laughs) that would be a brand. You should you should market that. The get in touch with his people. Vanilla ice cream.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good.
0: That's a good one. That is good. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I wonder what his this is.
0: The invention convention.
2: I wonder what his brother's name would be. <laughs> Vanilla Ice's brother. Vanilla Ice.
4: His name is Manila Ice. <laughs>
1: Manila. Manila. He sells envelopes.
3: <laughs> really Manila Ice.
4: Ice Cube got a Chinese brother, Rice Cube. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, I do like to eat Chinese food, yet. Like, once a week, I get uh, broccoli and garlic
4: sauce. Oh. Broccoli and garlic sauce is
1: stupid. <laughs>
4: I mean, I'm, do you eat green beans? I don't like green beans. Oh,
2: Jesus Christ. I, I eat them occasionally in the past, but it's probably <laughs> been a good 15 years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's that?
4: Do you eat macaroni and cheese?
2: I eat brown rice pasta macaroni without the cheese.
4: That's a no. Yeah, that is a no. <laughs> I'm like, man, like if you go to Baskin Robbins, you can only get two flavors, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Do they still got Baskin Robbins?
2: Uh yeah, sure. Yeah. I
4: don't know. All right, I got another. I got another famous relative. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is it Baskin Robbins related?
4: No, nope. Jen and Terry. Ben and Jerry? <laughs>
2: Jen and Terry, Ben and Jerry. Yeah.
4: yeah, Jen and Terry. That's their wife, Jen and Terry. <laughs> yep. And what's funny is Ben is married to Terry and Jerry's married to Jen.
2: Yeah, you think it'd be the other way around, but yeah, that is funny. <laughs> yeah.
4: I was watching this thing the other day with Larry King.
2: Larry King, the Iron Horse of Broadcasting.
4: He's still alive? Yeah, it was a brand new one. He, he Him and Jerry Seinfeld were going at it. Now, he said to Jerry Seinfeld in this interview, why did Seinfeld get canceled and were you upset about it? <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld looked at him and he goes, we did not get canceled. He goes, do you know who you're talking to? He goes, we had the number one show in the world. He goes, I think you're out of your mind.
2: Oh, really? He, hmm? this, this happened.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and then,
0: right when, Larry King died two years ago. <laughs> what? Larry King's dead? I <laughs> did swear. I thought I just, he was dead.
4: Yeah. I just saw it today. That's a lie. Fake news, fake
2: news. Yeah, he he died. He died two years ago, 87 years old, Sidney Crosby. Uh, Yeah, how many times was he married?
4: Larry King? Yeah. Uh, 36 times, something like that. Seven
2: times. (laughs) He was married seven times.
0: Uh, He was married eight times, Mike Dell, seven women.
2: That's right, so the
3: same woman twice. Oh, yeah, he remarried one, yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: that is nuts. He ever married the same woman twice?
1: Yeah,
2: he married the same lady twice. Larry, uh, Larry uh, the Ed, his uh, one wife's name, I think his last wife here, her name was Sean Southwick. So when she got married, her name was Sean King, which is your buddy's name.
4: Oh, Jesus Christ. He married your
2: buddy. <laughs> and that
4: wasn't she a gold digger?
2: Well, I, I can only imagine yeah, if you're marrying Larry King. Hey, do, if you go to his Wikipedia page, there's a mugshot of Larry King and it says uh, King's mugshot from his 1971 arrest in Miami. The charges were ultimately dropped. I made t-shirts with that picture on it back in the early days of LCS. And, uh, <laughs> cause it's an awesome photo. And, yeah. Did it
1: exclue you? No. Yeah, That's pretty cool.
2: But I still have the T-shirt. Uh, I gave Todd one, I believe. And
4: uh, <laughs> He just gave me an idea for a new... Uh, I just, man, I just... I got to go to the next Invention Convention with this idea.
1: <laughs> mugshot mug t-shirt? t-shirt?
4: No! You get a shot glass and you put somebody's picture on it and you call it a mugshot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a million-dollar idea
0: the
4: I'm telling you. Yeah. Tuffy, get on that. Lawyerize it.
0: I'm busy trying to find what find out what happened with Larry King's will. Oh no.
3: You think you might be in it?
0: In my No, in February twenty one twenty twenty one it was reported that Sean King had gone to court to contest his handwritten will written in two thousand nineteen, which left his estate to his five surviving children. She says Larry King Jr. exerted undue influence over his father towards the end of his life.
2: <laughs> How dare a son have influence over his father? I mean, she father? should
4: she, She's just the wife and she's the eighth one. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but apparently, she let him put babies in her because I, I see him holding little kids. Did, did they have kids? The Lord.
3: Yeah. Good little kids in 2002.
4: Yeah, he had to
2: use Tony yeah. Randall's firm. She was 26 years younger than him.
0: Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's getting it done. He was 64 when they got married. He was 38. I'm 38 now. I'm not going out to bang any 64-year-olds, I'll tell you (laughs) that.
4: I banged a 92-year-old lady with her daughter. And they, they, filed, oh, yeah.
2: they filed for divorce in 2010, but then they reconciled. Then they filed for divorce again in 2019.
1: <laughs>
2: they were estranged and going through divorce proceedings when he died. What, what, what was she was thinking she, trying to divorce him she when he's 87? Money. Just, yeah. just ride that out. You know, just ride yeah. that shit out. Or just trip at
0: the top of the stairs.
1: Man.
3: She did not realize COVID was coming. You didn't have mom Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> how about that?
1: Poor Larry King. If I married
4: an old lady, I would just throw a sheet over and park her in the corner in a wheelchair.
2: <laughs> That's what the doctor's going to be doing to you in a couple months, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> how, much, how much older are you than the doctor?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 50 yeah. she's 50
2: wow I'm surprised you married such an old lady did.
4: yeah I know man she got me <laughs>
0: you let her keep you on a leash like that
4: she told me she was pregnant <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and I wanted uh, to yeah so I was
4: on this other show talking about stuff. I was thinking about going on I haven't been on it yet, but I was thinking about oh, it.
2: Oh, you're thinking about it. Oh, that. of
4: course. What? Judge Maybelline. She uh called me. I don't know who that is. You remember from divorce court? Remember I uh, took her out on a date?
1: I don't remember that. No.
4: <laughs> you don't remember that? Uh yeah, I met her at a Lennox Lewis fight when when Leila Ali was on the undercar and I was sitting by her.
2: And, She's seventy
4: three. Uh, yeah, a little bit old. She's a little bit old, little bit old. But uh, I thought she was fatter because well, she wears that big old <laughs> overcoat, you know, yeah. the judges' <laughs> Yeah. And when I met her, she told me she was. I thought she was a, a comedy kid. And she said, No, I'm a judge. And I go, Judge.
1: <laughs>
4: and she told me who she was. I said, Man, you look a lot bigger on TV. <laughs> and she said, That's because she wears that black robe. Yeah. I was like, oh, you need to wear a white one. It'll slim you down. <laughs> and uh, she had on some Sassoon jeans and a, and a Calvin Klein t shirt. Oh, wow. And some thongs.
2: <laughs> That's nice. She's a fancy dresser, this Judge Maybelline.
4: You <laughs> got a lot of money. Yeah. She had a 1993 Altima. <laughs> you had
2: a 1994 <laughs> Altima, right? Yeah.
5: Do
4: they still make Altimas? Uh, I don't think. They don't? Uh, I don't think so. Damn, it's a classic car now.
0: Yeah, they still make Altimas.
1: Really? Oh, yeah.
4: Bought an oh. Audi today. <laughs> <All right. Sucking. laughs> Bought the other day.
1: Bought an Audi the other day. Yeah, it was a good car. It's good. That's good. Well, I'm about to go
2: to sleep. All right. All right, the Ed. Just to recap, I don't know if this portion of the show is recorded, but the Ed is taking the Kansas City Chiefs, right, the Ed?
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks for this thorough Super Bowl preview.
1: Yeah,
3: (laughs) we learned a
4: lot. If the Chiefs don't win, I bet you the Philadelphia Eagles do. Pretty good bet. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'll tell you this. Whoever wins, wins by at least 10 points or more.
2: Oh, okay. I guess that's you can
4: bet so that somehow. So if you to Duel or DraftKings, all you do, you get plus money on both sides. Take the Eagles minus ten and the Chiefs minus ten, and you're going to win because it'll be like plus three hundred or something. All right.
2: Yeah. Yep. There, there's your betting tip from the Ed. Hey. All right.
0: So. Thanks, the Ed. They sold wow. 140,000 Altimas in the U.S. last
1: year. Holy hell. Well, they
2: should. There are, like, way more people in the world than I <laughs> comprehend. Because <laughs> I, I see, like, six people in my entire life, ever. And uh, <laughs> but there's, if 140,000 people are buying Altimas,
4: man, that's a lot of people. Just Well, that's, man, there's over... There's over 10,000 people in the world.
2: That's a lot of people.
4: So, yeah. I mean, 100 of them got Pimas That means 100,000 people got them. Thanks for
2: breaking it down like that, De- The Ed. I can understand now, so thank you. Well, so, all right, The De- Ed, thanks, buddy. Enjoy the Super all Bowl. All
4: right, don't let him talk bad about you.
2: There goes The Ed. Muted. all right And i didn't hang up on anybody so that's good all right so uh all right there's your super bowl preview jank any final thoughts on uh super bowl you'd like to share
3: (laughs) uh no all right tom brady
2: then i no, he's not in it (laughs) he officially filed his retirement papers though today
5: so i guess it's
2: yeah he's officially retired All right, let's get into that. Last time, uh, he did not do that last time. I don't think. Okay, never got that far. I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's uh get into Dallas connection because we still got to talk some soap later. Talk some soap later, (laughs) (laughs) but
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's to be continued apparently,
2: just like every episode (laughs) of soap. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do a ninety-second recap, and then we'll get right into the installment. <laughs> All right. So the Dallas connection. Ed already read you the description of it, but uh, we'll recap it just in case uh, people forgot. Scientists in charge of a sophisticated, state-of-the-art military satellite are being assassinated. It's up to a team of federal agents to protect the last surviving scientist able to activate the satellite. Sounds thrilling, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: And we we mentioned this was uh, written and directed by Christian Drew Sedaris and the son of Andy Sedaris. He also did – what was that? Enemy Gold? Is that what that was? Enemy Gold. Yeah. Enemy yeah. Gold.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, these are the only two movies he made in this series. And technically, they're well, – well, technically, they are connected because of something that happens at the end of this movie. We'll talk about when we get there. Mm -hmm. but actually these are like separate agencies and movies from the previous films and everything. And the big problem that he has is he focuses way too much on Bruce Penhall. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like,
2: well, to be fair,
3: Sedaris, I mean, Andy Sedaris had that same problem. He loves Bruce Penhall. Penhall,
2: He was like a supporting guy. He'd be on the screen, maybe five minutes in a movie. Uh, Enemy Gold, it was the Bruce Penhall show. Him and another yeah, dude sure. were the main characters. <laughs> we don't tune into Sidere's films to watch dudes do things. I don't care about <laughs> the dudes. I want to see the ladies. Now, because uh, last film, there was no Donna Spear, and Jank was very yeah. upset. He was very <laughs> upset.
5: Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, hard.
1: But
3: uh, Never, like, throughout... get my geriatric old man. Oh, there's Larry King, finally. <laughs> I can calm down.
2: What a creep. <laughs> but throughout the whole series, it's Donna and and her uh, her partner. Uh, it was Taryn to begin with, and then Rebecca uh, or Roberta, Roberta Vasquez. And so you always yeah. have two foxy ladies running around doing things. Then we get Bruce Penhall and this other clown. So it's like, oh, that movie stinks. I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> so
3: this that movie. movie had-
0: Susie Simpson. I will not hear a bad word. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. She, she, was she was amazing. Nice. Yeah, she was nice. God,
3: Damn, she was better than anyone else
0: I don't Just know if you guys,
1: some...
0: when I pop the DVD into the uh, the PlayStation, it loads up something that's not the movies, and I don't know how you get to it outside of the autoplay, but it's a little interview with Susie Simpson talking about how she got cast in Enemy Gold. And it's, uh, oh. she talks about how she was filming out in the woods and it was cold that day, which wasn't great for her, but good for the visuals, probably, she said.
2: <laughs> oh, she means her nipples.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then they uh, they had she's Arlene Cideris gave a brief little interview about how great Susie is. Then they cut to Julie Strain talking about Susie Simpson, and for some reason, Julie Strain is just topless the entire time of this <laughs> interview.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I crazy. wish all interviews were like that. <laughs> she's, just, she's just doing an interview topless. <laughs> I've I've never I watched this on Tubi. Jack, how did you watch this?
3: Um, I ended up having to watch this on Tubi because uh, I had some leaks this week and it turned out to leak oh, yeah. right mm-hmm. on that DVD.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jack was having oh. uh, problems with his roof uh, and his apartment, the ceiling yeah. and uh, water coming down. So.
3: <laughs> so I had to go yeah, to Tubi uh, this
0: time to save me. My boob count is actually too higher than both of yours then.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, because oh, yeah. of the Haley Straight. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I lost track of the boobs and bodies count.
0: Uh, I watched the boobs was... were off the charts in this one. Yeah. yeah. So
2: there is at least 20-plus, right?
0: Yeah, I got a I number. We'll see. I think it was 24. And 26, so. Yeah,
2: it's in that ballpark. It definitely. So there's a lot. Yeah. So, so that is good. Um, but, again, too much Bruce Penhall and that other uh, goofball. Uh, at least – because we only have one lady agent, you know, in uh, Yeah,
3: movie. but, the, I mean, most of the bad ladies were were women, so... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, the bad girls were all uh, nice. But uh, yeah. usually you have the two female agents, or three, because remember, Cynthia Brimhall would always be around two, so that would be, like, yeah. three. And Ava Cadell Ava would be Cadell. in the hot tub, yeah.
3: Working at the radio station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you got, like, four. <laughs> now we get one lady agent, and uh, the two dudes... And then, like, three deadly ladies on the villain mm-hmm. side. Um, they were real. in most
3: scenes. Like, they were either, you know, killing people at the beginning or trying to seduce the the male agents later on. So they were there most of the time. I feel like they yeah. definitely had more screen time than the, than the guys.
2: And the female agent is Samantha Phillips. She plays, or uh, er, I think that's the character, no, that's the actress's name. The character is Samantha Max with two X's. <laughs> yeah. And I liked her. Uh I, I saw a more recent photo of her, maybe you know, after ninety-four where she had dark hair and glasses, and I'm like, oh yeah, sign me up. Just, <laughs> that works for me. But she has blonde hair and uh in yep. this.
3: And she has little glasses, so that's part part of the way there.
2: <laughs> now we also got our old buddy uh Rodrigo Oberg on. He's back. He always plays like a yeah. villain in these movies.
0: Um <laughs> Yeah, they tricked us like, this one.
2: Yeah. Mark Barrier plays Mark Austin. No one cares. I don't care. yeah, cares. <laughs> All right. So now make
3: sure no one the,
2: the evil ladies. Uh, Julie Strain is back as Black Widow. I think yeah. is, is this her third? I mean,
3: never to have sex with her. Yeah. She, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's several scenes in this film where she seduces a man, and then kills him after she's done having sex with him. <laughs> that's, that's what she does. Yeah. And then she does an interview without her top on. <laughs> uh, the other deadly ladies here, Julie K. Smith plays Cobra. Big fan of her work in this.
0: Yeah. Uh, she's, it's short blonde hair. She carries hair. into the next one, too, so.
2: Yeah, Julie K. Smith, she is one of, according to her biography, she is only one of four women who have been featured in Playboy and Penthouse.
1: Ooh. Huh, Double that threat. Can't, that,
2: that can't be true, right? There. I mean, or maybe like play, uh, <laughs> they may have had it,
3: exclusive contracts or something where they were barred from doing that or something like that. Or
2: maybe like a playmate, centerfold in a penthouse pet. Maybe that was it. Like you know. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah I would just imagine like more than four women, especially nowadays.
1: But uh, anyway.
2: But yeah, she's a blonde. Uh, she has real short blonde hairiness and uh, very buxom. It's Julie Smith. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was all the only problem I
3: had with both was her good and good. Scorpion were were the haircuts. I was not digging the short
2: hair. Uh yeah, <laughs> I don't mind short hair if it's it's okay here with her. Uh, Wendy Hamilton is the other one. She's Scorpion. She's another tall brunette lady. Uh, you know, pretty good in, uh, up top as well. And yeah, the yes, like Mike J Fox haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her, a little. She good though. still looked good. Um, her body was great.
3: Yeah, yeah I like. I,
2: I, I liked all the ladies in this. I think they're all good. Uh, no, no problems with any of them.
3: Yeah, they're good. I wouldn't say it's the best crop we've had in a Sedaris film, but. Uh, Yeah, because obviously pretty solid.
2: Donna's not there, so. If Donna were
5: there. (laughs) I miss.
3: Simpson should drown Donna Spear in a lake. I I miss
1: Donna. I miss (laughs) Donna.
3: Well, she was in the old age home by this movie. and uh, <laughs> She was 27. She didn't have enough depends. <laughs> she
2: was 27. That's a hard 27.
3: <laughs> she was on her third lung transplant, smoking all those cigarettes.
2: Hey, after this, we only have two more Sedaris films left. Ah, you know? oh, this is sad. I think uh, Lethal Ladies and then Return to Savage Beach, I think are the fun yeah. too. Yeah.
3: I think we need to start over again and rewatch them. <laughs>
0: well, I think the that's one title altogether <laughs> Lethal Ladies Return to Savage Beach and Day of the Warrior, I think. Oh, oh
2: okay. No, I thought we watched Day of the Warrior, though. did we? No. I don't think so. Huh.
3: Doesn't sound familiar.
2: Yeah, all the titles blend together after a while.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Julie Strain. It's not very is very descriptive day- of what's in the movie.
2: Yeah, on the poster, Julie Strain's in Day of the Warrior poster, so. It's probably one we haven't watched yet. All yeah, right.
3: 1996. So this would have been two years later.
2: OK. So Lethal Ladies Return of Savage Beach is all one movie. How about that? Um, The trivia note from this film, uh, Bruce Penhall has a uh, he has a very involved sex scene with Julie K. Smith in a hot tub.
3: Yeah, it's true.
2: <laughs> and, it, and it goes on pretty long. And apparently Bruce Penhall's wife was not happy about it. <laughs> According to the trivia on IMDb,
3: you know what oh. he does for a living? Like, it's, I think this is probably guess, the only
2: film series he's ever been in
3: of any, probably the only films he's made of any kind. So, like, you should know this is uh, yeah. this is all he's got.
2: Well, every film he he always used to have the sex scene with Roberto Vasquez. Remember on the motorcycle, yeah. and then, uh, yeah. but uh, this uh, this sex scene with uh, Julie K. Smith, it was pretty involved. And uh, it looked like she was really getting into it, and apparently Playboy uh, ran f- still photos of it in the Playboy magazine because they loved the sex scene so much. <laughs> they,
3: they what called was it was
2: like a big Playboy reader.
3: <laughs> she was like, "Hey, you're ruining my good times here with throwing this in my face." Uh, uh,
2: Playboy magazine's November 1995 issue was included as part of the most notable sex scenes of the year. And this made uh, Bruce Penhall's wife even more upset. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Executive producer Andy Sedaris, famous for including gratuitous sex and nudity in his films, commended Penhall for filming such a raunchy scene despite being married and having children. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, good job there, Bruce! Really sticking it to the family. I appreciate Mm, that. (laughs) Good job.
3: Hey, you got to sacrifice for your art. <laughs> and if having sex with a smoking hot blonde is what it takes, you got to just take one for the team.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what a, <what> a truth. <laughs> Bruce Pen always. Uh, anything else we should know before going into this? No? Uh, well, I did see a memorable quote. The um, Black Widow says, Boys. After you finished with those guys, rape these <laughs> yeah. bitches and yeah. kill them.
3: I kill them. That's what I would do.
2: <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Now I'm looking at the IMDb uh, featured review, and uh, someone gave it one out of ten. And uh, the the title for the review is "Yo, pass the taco sauce, Zippy. This ding dong is a little dry." I don't know, but that guy's a genius. (laughs) This guy says, I watched this movie last night, largely because of all the little people in the cast. (laughs) Are there little people in the cast? I don't think so. Snow White and the Seven
0: Dwarfs. (laughs) I
2: I think Julie Strain is just really tall, and there are some, like, five-foot-six dudes standing next to her. That might be the
1: only thing I can remember. (laughs)
2: uh their guns were bigger than they were those secret radios that the good guys were given what were they sony walkabouts did the actors get paid when they make something like this my favorite little guy was bruce penhall from chips (laughs) if if he's four foot nine (laughs) inches tall eat my boots (laughs) <laughs> best scene was when one of the little guys was at the beach with his jet ski and a babe shows up wearing a thong bathing suit and leather high-heeled boots that went up to her crotch and that was scorpion uh, i can't count the number of times i've seen that same outfit at the beach it's so practical i kept waiting for erica Estrada to make a cameo everything else i've seen his personal butt boy bruce penhall in parentheses and has also had Eric making a, a grease show of it. What the hell? A grease show of it? Uh, Eric was probably booked making his land commercials for that hillbilly resort in Arkansas. All this film lacked was a mud wrestling scene.
3: That's true. You could always use one of those.
2: Yeah, that would have made it better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who this guy is, but he's a yeah. Is
3: that written by like,
2: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> Look at all these little people. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Pennell is a little guy. If he's 4'9, I'll eat my boots. I don't know who that guy is, though. We should probably get him on the show at some point.
1: Yeah.
0: Got away with words.
2: <laughs> All right. So, uh, Tuffy, uh, where does this movie begin?
0: Uh, we're in Paris.
2: Oh, that's right. Paris, France. And we and, know we're uh, in Paris, France because there's an establishing shot of the Eiffel
0: Tower. Yeah. And the Arc de Triomphe <laughs> and Notre Dame.
2: Yep. <laughs>
3: One won't do. You got to do it all. Movie magic. It should have been someone like riding a bicycle with a baguette in the bag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we're getting kind of intercut shots of uh, the Paris establishing shots and Julie Strain banging a guy.
2: Yeah, she has him tied up, like uh, yeah. on the bed. That's her mo. Like, and she's like uh, oiling them down and stuff, and she's uh, yeah. bringing an ice cube down his chest. Ice, yeah. <laughs> So it's a big sexy scene here except the dudes naked and not Julie Strain. <laughs> Although she takes her top off eventually, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it takes, takes a, a scene, while but yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's a little drawn out. So that's something. But uh yeah, she has the sex with him and then uh, she shoots him in the head, right? Right between the eyes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's well, another says, guy
0: who shows up uh to the house looking for Julie Strain. Yeah.
2: Guy who
3: kind of yeah, looks but, like
0: Vince Gilligan,
3: the creator of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I'll take your word for it. Um, that guy yeah, we,
1: is
0: Platterpuss, one of the other bad guys.
2: Yeah, Platterpuss. Yeah. Not platypus. Platterpuss. Platterpuss. And uh, they call him Puss sometimes, too, for short. They say, hey, Puss.
3: I think the uh, Sopranos uh, ripped this movie off.
2: Yeah, obviously. Um... <laughs> When Julie Strain, when she was, uh, before she shoots the guy, she pulls out a box of chocolates and she says, oh, these are like French chocolates or something, but it's actually a gun. And
1: then she shoots him. To yeah.
2: Well, first she has a knife. She's like cutting him out of his
3: wrist things. But you think like, oh, she's going to stab him. But she doesn't. And then she goes for the chocolates with the gun instead.
2: <laughs> the old switcheroo. Aha. <laughs> huh Yeah. So that other guy comes to the door uh, looking for, well, he wants to speak to the doctor or something. Uh, because, yeah. Yeah. This guy who's jacked up and has uh, washboard abs, apparently he's a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: Yeah, Julie Strand some great dialogue about that or something like, oh, the body of a Greek god and the brain of something. Like, yeah. oh, this is everything I've ever wanted.
2: Uh, Platterpuss was uh, played by Cassidy Phillips. That means anything to anybody. he's okay. Yeah, I don't think it does. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the guy at the door says, hey, I'm moving. and he says, the doctor cannot be disturbed. But then he hears screaming when, uh, I guess, Julie Strain pulled out the gun and the gunshot. And so the, the, the butler guy goes to run to see what's going on. But then the guy at the door shoots him in the back. And that guy at the door is platter
0: puss, yeah. the old platter Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got two bodies right off the jump.
2: Yeah, yeah. two bodies and two boobs because Julie Strain that get topist.
0: Yeah. Neck and neck. And, uh, yeah, he's
2: just there to pick up Julie
0: Strain, and then they leave. Yeah. then he goes out in the car and takes his mustache off, and she says, what a great disguise.
1: Yeah.
2: she <laughs> didn't recognize him. And then Julie Strain's in the back seat of the car. Yeah. She just has, like, sleeping sickness or something. She just says, all right, I'm going to, you
1: know, I'm going to take a nap.
2: And, like, she's Wait, still, you know, able we get to the
3: airport and just, yeah, conks right out.
2: Yeah, because she's like, she's sitting uh, straight up, and then she just like, t- like, tips over to her left. Like, her ass doesn't move at all, really. She just tips over, bang. <laughs> the, it's like, all right, weird. <laughs> all right. Yep. Whatever. All that icing
3: the nipples really, uh, <laughs> really took <laughs> it out of her.
2: It's not like she, like, uh, you know, stretched out on the back seat or anything. No, she just, boom, tips over. <laughs> <all> over. She's <laughs> a little teapot. <laughs> so she, is, she is top heavy so maybe that's why that happened <laughs> yeah. she's uh, like all those right.
3: drinking birds that just keep going down for the water
2: <laughs> now, now Tuffy I think next uh, don't we go to South Africa
0: yeah. yes we do Dr. Randall is in his stock ran, footage of, uh, or whatever there.
2: The Serengeti so we
3: know yeah, we're, we're in do. Africa
2: yeah, we get stock yeah. footage of like a rhinoceros with a bunch of birds sitting on them. <laughs> oh, it sounds pretty interesting. Just birds sitting on rhinos and they seem OK with it. They're like, yeah, that's fine. I'll just, uh, you know.
3: It, it was, was a completely in different interest. film stock because it was just like stock footage. So it, it looked pretty different from
2: the rest of the film. <laughs> but now we're in South Africa and we get some sparkling dialogue from Christian Drew Sedaris. <laughs> as this scientist is leaving it. Did you notice the scientist was carrying like the cow briefcase? That uh, our buddy, didn't he carry his gun in, in Malibu Express? Didn't he carry his gun in like a cow briefcase like that as well?
0: Oh, that could uh,
2: be. Abilene, remember that guy? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember, because that wasn't Shane. Shane was the second one. Who was the first Abilene? Mm, was it Rowdy? I don't think. <laughs> Sounds like a cowboy. Um. We'll figure it out. But anyway, so this scientist guy—he's an older fellow. Yeah, it
0: is rowdy, Abilene.
2: Holy hell! Look at Jack. Yeah. Hey, look at that. He knows his Super Bowl trivia, and his uh, <laughs> Andy Serkis trivia. So, so this well, old scientist. with
0: Taryn in it—you're going to have a good memory of.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Taryn or Susie Simpson? We asked you this last time, and I can't remember what you said. Ooh. Um, I'd have to
0: look Karen.
3: at him back to, to back. Bowl, I think, yeah, Taryn's gonna. She <laughs> has my heart. He had a longer,
2: had a longer run. <laughs> I'll take Susie Simpson. I'll take Susie Simpson. But, uh, but Taryn, because you know Taryn's going to be stealing whatever you have, you know, because she was always stealing everything too. Because she's a civilian, <laughs> she could get away with it, you know. Yep. You come home and it was, and your TV's gone. It's like ah, Taryn, she took my TV. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, the scientist guy, he's saying goodbye to his wife, and he's like, "Hey, when we get back, we'll go to one of them romantic hotels." I don't know what that mm-hmm. means, but that's what he wants them to do. <laughs> so, he, so he gets in his car and he's driving away. Now we see Julie K. Smith, the foxy Julie K. Smith. She she's hiding out in the trees, and uh, she's got a remote control car. So right away we're like, all right, this is pretty good. This is what we want. In the scenario. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the last one didn't have any remote control stuff. You know, I don't think.
3: Right. Yeah. I bet yeah, uh, Andrew Harris had to take his belt off and you know give it to the kid
2: <laughs> for that yeah. one. I told you, it's <laughs> gotta be remote control cars. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? This is, this, the formula is very simple. Playmates, guns, remote control vehicles, and grenade launchers, or rocket launchers. That's <laughs> yep. what we need. Let's go. And he delivered. Yep, he learned his lesson. So she drives this little remote control car down the road, and it goes underneath the car that the scientist is driving, and the car blows up. So she kills yeah. the
3: scientist. Yeah.
2: So, two or scientists. Does she. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I didn't want to see. Yeah, yeah, or does she? Uh, which is, again, what, Toppy, I hope you have your uh, database open because there are some candidates here for Golden Case Yes, indeed. Yeah. So For sure. There's a, there's a scene at the end where they explain <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, all right. So, that guy blows up. So, obviously, someone's going around murdering these scientists. But yeah, we got to get, get to the bottom of this. And I don't remember what happened next, Tuffy. Uh,
0: next, we go to some seductive shots of a sexy lady golfer.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. This is Scorpion. Yeah, she looks uh, real cute here. She's wearing this little red uh, skirt and long legs and everything, you know. And she's just wearing, like, yep. a... Uh, How would you describe that top? Like not a bikini top, but it's just pretty much that all. That's all it is. Yeah, um, it's just about a bikini top. Yeah, and she's golfing with uh, some Asian fellows, right? Aren't they the golf?
0: Well, she's not golfing with them. She's golfing in front of them. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, because they just wanted to watch her golf or something. So she's like, yeah,
3: Yeah, she's like, you want to go ahead of me? And they're like, no, no, we'll just watch you.
2: Yeah, (laughs) stare at your ass. (laughs) Don't don't worry about us. Uh, does she do the old switcheroo with the golf balls or something? And then they hit an. Yeah, hit a eventually grenade. the
0: doctor hits one off into the woods and she runs up there and uh, switches out the golf ball with a, an exploding golf ball. And he walks up and hits it and just blows right up.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty good. That's that might have to go in best.
3: It's death a good death
0: score. Gene. Yeah. That's,
2: yeah, that's pretty.
3: You solid. Can make a note
2: of that. Yeah, it is pretty good.
3: <laughs> um, I also like to how bad they were at golf. Like you could. Tell they were clearly slicing
2: weight the right and like then it just showed it like going straight and landing right in the fairway. Now, yay! Listen, I, I love this Scorpion girl and her name is Wendy Hamilton, I believe, right? But uh, I don't I can't speak to her golfing, but she's also a terrible dancer. You know, like, there's, <laughs> there's a scene where they I think the next time we see them, like her and Julie K. Uh, smith or whatever, they're like on the yeah, stage dancing at this club. And she is struggling trying to dance.
0: Uh, well, listen, she's she's up there next to Cobra, who's doing the splits and everything. And, you know, nobody's <laughs> going to shine in that situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cobra can get it done on the dance floor. But Scorpion was struggling. She was struggling. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. She
3: was also a terrible dancer. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I can't tell good for bad.
2: But I still like her, though. Still big fan. Big fan. Wendy. Yeah, big fan. she's great. Yeah. Um, I think she was the only one who actually had real (laughs) boats. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, uh, congrats to Julie K. Smith's uh, surgeon though, because there are moments when she's clothed, they almost look real. When she's running and stuff, they're like, oh, that's almost like real. (laughs) then, but yeah, then, yeah, they're not. But, uh, so, Tuffy, Uh, now what?
0: yeah, then we cut to uh Samantha Max is uh, working out on the the fly press machine there. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And here's what I like about Samantha Max when she works out: she'll do a set, and then immediately she just drops her top. Yeah. That's how she does. Yeah, because she gets called. The guy
3: called 30. her and said, "You know, call, come in. We got you know, got a mission for you." And she's like, "All right." And then the top
2: comes down. Like that's how she gets ready. Yeah,
0: takes <laughs> her top off. That scene. It.
2: That's the gratuitous nudity we expect in a Sedaris film. So it's back. Thank God it's back. There's no need for her to take her top off there, but she does. (laughs) And that's why these movies are the best. (laughs) Uh, So they call Samantha in because she's a good agent. So they call her in to start investigating this stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's something they give them all, like they give Bruce Penhall and the other fellow, the other little guy, and they give uh, her... They give them all necklaces with like computer. We'll, chips we'll get to
0: in that them. in a bit here because this is when they do the exposition, explaining the plot that I still don't understand. Yeah, I oh, didn't
2: understand. God, it. yeah. Uh,
0: these four scientists have the chips, but they don't have the chips because the agency has the chips. Yeah, but I guess they know how to use the chips to. I think that's upload it. some program yeah. that can find any weapon anywhere or something like that. Yes,
4: for some, there, I think
3: they all had different parts of some equation they needed to actually use the chips or something.
2: Okay. Yeah. Something
0: about that. Yeah. Because yeah. then we get uh, the... get and for some Krenhal's reason there's a meteor driving. storm
3: that's going to happen in the next couple of days that will maximize the use of this satellite that can read, you know, where all the yeah. weapons are. I don't know how that, that does, works.
0: have something but... to do with it. Because <laughs> there won't be another meteor shower like this for 190 years, I think they said at one point. Yeah.
2: And and this is another hallmark of the Sedaris, uh, you know, catalog, is usually there'll be some plot thing that makes no sense. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's way too overcomplicated, and they just kind of breeze past it. Like, it needed some kind of, like, you know, Ocean's Eleven thing where you see different things, like, you, you actually see what it looks like, some of, this, some of the moving parts look like and stuff like that, but no, it's just like, we're going to give you some really fast dialogue, and that'll hopefully catch you up on everything you need to know.
2: Remember Malibu Express at the end it was like oh suddenly there's russian spies or something remember like just out of nowhere just <laughs> yeah
0: also during during the exposition scene they showed a video and said this is the craft that is taking the satellite up and it's just the space shuttle so i don't know if they thought there was going to be different stock footage to throw in there or what but it's like well that's the same that's the spaceship that everybody knows is the spaceship that takes stuff into space
2: hey that's all right <laughs> it worked
0: uh, yeah, but the so next we have Bruce is driving his race car, and Mark uh, is oh. it Marcus, the other guy, is riding on his jet ski, and they get called in, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. And they're, uh, they're sent on a mission to the airport to protect the last scientist.
3: You know what? If they're going to have someone driving a race car, they should have brought June Knockers back. <laughs> June Knockers, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> At, <laughs> At least had her yeah. there,
0: like running the, the stopwatch or something. Uh, yeah. June
2: June knockers. That's with an H, right? June knockers. Yep. With an H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <Right. Anyway.
1: laughs>
0: yeah. Cause then, uh, Platter Puss and Black Widow head off from their little club. They're off on their mission on a motorcycle now. And then we get, to, uh, everybody's at the airport picking up Rodrigo Obregon.
3: Oh, then, well, first we get a scene, uh, in the, the Cowboys, uh, club where, uh, Basically, I think Julie Strain comes and talks to Coburn oh, yeah. and then they
2: just get in the shower.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See both that of that. Correct. <laughs> that
2: yeah, yeah. Julie K. Smith and Wendy Hamilton get in the shower for no apparent reason. But again, <laughs> that's another staple of Airs, just shower scenes for no reason. So yep. uh, the movie's looking pretty good at this point. It's, uh, it's not too bad. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So then, so then, so now we're all at the airport and uh, – Rodrigo Obregón is a good guy for once. He's always a bad guy. Now he's a good scientist.
5: not if I buying uh,
2: but doesn't it turn out he's a bad scientist?
1: At the end? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah okay,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Turns out
3: he's playing the long con. But he also <laughs> looks like he has like crippling depression or some kind of a stroke. Where, like his face is just locked in some kind of a weird
2: frown. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh. Now, doesn't no, Samantha,
2: never. like, she's in charge of him, right? Like, she's, like, the agent that's following her on this thought no,
0: Well, her and Tom are taking shifts.
2: Yeah, here's the other thing. Because uh, I watched this as soon as I got up in the morning, and by morning I made 2.30 in the afternoon. And I really wasn't alert, probably, as much as I should be. So later on, they're saying, they keep saying they're mourning the death of Tom and some other guy, and I had no idea. Who oh, was Nick. Was. And Nick was, like, the yeah.
3: <laughs> head of whatever agency this is. He was the one, who, like, sending on, on the mission. And then Tom was the other guy who was switching off with, uh, with Samantha.
0: And how did they die? Yeah. Uh, the Kung Fu uh, fight and uh, the Black Widow Sex and Gunshot to the head. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I don't remember the Kung Fu fight. In the weight really? room?
3: Remember? There? He was fighting the Asian guy and uh, he, like, throw
2: punches him.
0: He <laughs> put him in the hurt lock and that broke his neck. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I have missed it. Because, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll pull back the curtain here. I may have been doing research on Julie K. Smith and, <laughs> and Wendy Hamilton. <laughs> I may have been doing some scholarly research when that happened,
0: so I was distracted. Uh, but I do remember yeah. seeing a
2: dead. I do remember seeing a dead guy in a uh, gymnasium. Like yeah, a they courtroom.
0: were tape putting the okay. tape around his body.
2: Yeah, doesn't someone hold up a, a ruler and say we're going to need a bigger
0: ruler or something? No, uh, we're going to need more tape. This is a big guy, I think is what they said. I thought he was holding up a ruler. I thought it was like they were making a joke about measuring it. No, tape. it was like a roll of tape. They were <laughs> they were taping his outline on the floor. Right. That's something. But uh, Yeah, so they're at the airport picking up Rodrigo Obregon and uh, Black Widow and Platterpuss drive by and do a drive-by shooting but miss everybody. Is it Julie Strain or is it Julie K. Smith? I'm pretty sure it's Julie Strain in that one.
3: Uh, because I thought I, when they,
0: I thought, I thought Julie,
3: because I thought Julie Strain, Strain sent them on that mission.
2: Yeah. Like, I got something to do. Oh, okay. And then when they come back, she says, "How does it go?" And Julie K. Smith says, "He missed them or something." Oh, and got and, and Julie Strain's like, "Ah, don't worry about it. We'll get another chance at him or something, something like that." Or maybe
3: Cobra was the one shooting. That's why they missed. Cause we find out later she was working on the good side all along.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe. No, they yeah. I thought. See, I th- I understood it to be they missed on purpose because they wanted to hide that uh Rodrigo Obregon was working with them.
2: Oh yeah. Well, this is very yeah.
0: confusing then. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this film has
3: so
0: many layers. Because
2: <laughs> really that gun funny. is
0: filled with blanks that comes up
2: later. Oh yeah 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 like, yeah. On well, that's right. Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, took yeah. the shot. The guy took the shot at the airport. Yeah, that's he, true. He missed. Okay, all right. So it all makes sense now. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to decipher the Sedaris. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense.
0: But yeah, it looks like Cobra is the one on the motorcycle now that I'm yeah. checking it back here.
2: Yeah, I kept a pretty close eye on Julie K. Smith throughout most of this.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we have a meeting with all the agents and the scientists in a conference room where uh, his bodyguard puts a little listening device under the table. And I don't know why that had to be the case, but. Yeah, did
2: they sure learn anything from that listening
0: device? I mean, I guess they learned that all the agents were carrying a chip around, but when they all Ah. come out with these bulky, round necklaces, I think they would kind of put two and two together.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so now the bad girls have to go. Uh, The the bad girls have to seduce Bruce Penhall and the other guy, and they, like, swap out their chips and their necklaces, right? Don't they do a switcheroo with the chips or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after this, uh, Samantha goes and bangs one of the agents.
3: Uh, there's another
0: boob scene because yeah.
3: <laughs> they were like I guess they used to have a thing and now this is the first time they've seen each other in like like a year and a half or something and yep. uh, he yeah. wants to get right down to it and she's like no you gotta like romance me first I want some like poetry or some you know some sonnets I want you to like really get me in the mood for this <laughs> and this is where we get the line that I opened up the show with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to suck <laughs> polish off your toes and then and I like I'm doing it
2: <laughs> well they well uh, i like how he's like petting her cheek yeah, it looks like he's never touched a woman before in his life
1: <laughs> he's just like stroking her cheek yeah
2: and then uh yeah he says that line they cut they show the camera from behind a couch and like just a bunch of clothes thrown in the air and, yep. like he's he's getting undressed real quick yeah and, and they have the sex and uh <laughs> yeah mark is bruce pennell's partner the other little guy the brown hair uh, the black haired guy so mm. um so there's that. Yeah, she was looking good in this scene, yeah. really good. Yeah, good looking lady. And then, uh, so then the other, yeah, uh, Then we go
0: to the. Well, the then they go track? to the bar, right? Uh, first, we go. Rodrigo Obregon goes out to the bar because Scorpion and Cobra are dancing on stage. Yeah, <laughs> and then they get topless.
1: <laughs> I like that.
3: Uh, this there, there's this one scientist we got to protect him. We've got to keep this guy alive for like 4 <laughs> days. What do we do? Let him go to a bar and the fucking horse track and all these things instead of just keeping him in a lab somewhere where they can protect him. <laughs> uh
2: yeah, there's a there's a couple other ladies just dancing on stage topless as well, I think, at some point.
1: Yeah, Maybe later on. The there's like a,
2: some tryout going on. Yeah. Out. That's a good gig. I own a strip club. You just have tryouts. Hey, come on in. Let's see.
1: Now,
0: I don't feel like Scorpion's that bad of a dancer here. Uh, I, I didn't notice
3: it being back again. I was like there's a part hot.
0: where she was very awkward dancing.
2: I don't know if it's that one. <laughs> it Listen, I love Scorpion, you know, big fan, but very awkward dancer. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. so the seduction scenes with uh, Cobra meets Bruce Penhall at the racetrack. And she yeah. says she's just sitting there at the racetrack, as, you know, smoking hot blondes often do. And and she says something to him like, Tuffy, you probably understood what she was saying. She gives him some tips. about No, how to race. I'm
0: pretty sure it was just absolute nonsense. What
2: she said. <laughs> <laughs> right. She gives him some tips on how to drive faster, you know? Yeah. And he's like, wow, you're pretty you're pretty smart. And then she's like, hey, why don't you come back to my place for a drink or something? So they go back and they uh, they just are uh, having the sex in the hot tub. And that's a big hot tub sex scene. But she also drugs him, and then she switches out his microchip.
1: Yeah, yeah, this sure. is very she different said,
0: from how most of. Bruce if kind you of back off two uh, turns it's on it's the rear easy. coilover, you'll get more bite on the exit and be able to run lo- on the lower groove.
2: Which I don't sense. think that
0: means anything.
2: That makes sense to me. <laughs> Perfect sense. That's what I do when I go to John Eagle that's exactly what yeah because I mean.
0: she pretends uh <laughs> she pretends her car doesn't work so she needs a ride with bruce penhall and says let's go back to your place oh that's right yeah, yeah for a drink
2: uh hey jank do you remember the other seduction scene scorpion and mark do you remember how this happens
3: yeah he's uh he's got his jet ski at like the dock and uh he's like can you watch this for a second i gotta go get something out of the car and she's like yeah, okay and then as soon as he's gone, she, like, is pouring stuff into his gas tank on his jet ski. Yeah,
0: pours um, Coca-Cola in there.
2: I thought she looked great here, too, because she had the, the boots onto, <laughs> yeah. the, like, the thighs in the bathing suit, yeah. and then her hair was all slicked back and wet. I thought she looked pretty good, It was pretty great.
3: Yeah. And then so yeah. he gets on his jet ski, starts going off, and uh, she gets on a boat uh, and just happens to be going exactly the same way as him. <laughs> he doesn't find that odd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, So his his, uh, jet ski kind of dies out because of the coke, and uh, he's like, I need to tow back to land. And she's like, all right, I got you. But she tows him back to land, and they just start making out in the sand pretty much.
2: Yeah, they have like a little picnic or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They go at it. Well, doesn't he say something like, uh, oh, shit. Shit, there's an exchange here where they're about to start making out, and doesn't he say, no, I can or something? or Um... Because he just yeah, has sex with Samantha. Yeah, she pulls right? her,
0: and she gets her boobs out.
2: Yeah, and she says, well, how about you get it? A- hey, he's like, I'm trying to get my hand on things or something. And she says, well, why don't you get a handle on these? And she takes her boobs out.
0: Yeah.
2: And then he's like, all right,
1: <laughs> whatever, let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and while this is all going on, Sam's taking uh, Rodrigo out to the, or he's taking her out to the horse track, I guess.
2: And doesn't yeah. he have, like, a fantasy uh, dream sequence situation where he's, like, imagining her? and, yeah.
0: and stuff. the stuff afterwards yeah
3: she's like eating cake with her fingers <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. like sucking the cake off and then he starts having a fantasy which who can blame him <laughs> she's like my mouth's going to be a little messed up for a while I'm going to be eating some cake she jammed the cake in her mouth so uh now do they they actually had sex though or is that just a fantasy no that was remember. just his fantasy no?
0: and even in okay. the fantasy they didn't have sex she just Pulled her uh, boobs out again. Yeah.
2: yeah, and kind of sat with her legs on the table.
0: Yeah. That kind of, <laughs> eagle.
2: <laughs> all right, so – but but the fellas, they come around, they wake up, and they realize hey, – they check their necklace, and like, hey, the chips are still there. I don't know what the – I guess we're all right. I don't know. Um, yeah. So then what – Oh, when does Julie Strain seduces that other Tom or Nick or whatever, and she kills that guy then, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's all in the same sort of area. And Foo beats up Tom and kills him with the Hurt Lock.
2: <laughs> yeah, Foo is like an assassin guy they have with him. And uh, Julie, K- uh, Julie uh, Strain, there's also, wasn't it in the last movie, was it Enemy Gold, where she just did remember? Yeah, she had that exotic, elaborate
0: campfire, yeah. that one thing.
2: She does like an elaborate dance scene here as well with her silhouette on a wall as she's dancing. That must be in her yeah, contract. Yeah, she's got,
0: like, the bondage gear again in this one. Yeah. Julie Strain. Um, so, all right. Uh, I guess
2: we're to the end already, right? Pretty much, right? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm trying to remember well, um, what Mark's think, line was when he woke yeah, up. Yeah, I've got to write about... it down. It was pretty great.
2: He's
3: like, uh, she showed me her hooters, and then, then hit me with a taser gun. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: well I mean in fair like if that's the sequence you want that to happen though, you know you don't want to be able to yeah. then see that you want to see that yeah. and then get to it I'd the say scene. worth it Yeah. <laughs> so when do we find out that everybody is a double agent and shit
0: uh, well so when Samantha gets back from the day at the horse track she gets kidnapped and well, yeah, then they go back to the out with find a, like a right there. cross.
3: She's like, oh right, cross. Yeah. You can't be. You have to learn that. You don't just learn like you're not just born with it like your stupid kung fu stuff, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> kung fu seems a lot more <laughs> learning think, intensive yeah. than just throwing one punch.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bruce and Mark go back to the club uh, to find out where Julie Strain is, maybe. Because that's when the two other ladies are just dancing up there topless at their audition.
2: Yeah, big fan of both those ladies, especially the one on the on the right.
0: <laughs>
2: um. So yeah.
3: Yeah, the the lady in yeah, the, the audition, she says that uh, Black Widow is the owner of the club, and she has a lake house or some house by the lake, and they automatically know exactly where that
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they read the script. You know where it's at. <laughs> So eventually it gets revealed that uh that Roberto Obergon guy is a bad guy and Julie yeah. K. Smith is actually a good agent undercover and she grabs the machine gun to get and gun them all down, but it's just nothing. No nothing's coming out.
1: She's like, Oh yeah. shit.
0: This is well, before uh, that happens, you. uh Rodrigo Obregon is putting the chips in the computer and explaining each fucking chip about whose <laughs> it was and how they got it.
5: Very
3: important. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, but then Cobra's chip doesn't work cuz that's how we find out she's the double agent. she switched out the fake chip for another fake chip or something. But this isn't convoluted enough already. <laughs> yeah.
3: But somehow did she have Oberon's chip because he's like I already cloned my chip so I still have this backup Yeah.
0: Just as
2: good. I think that's right.
3: <laughs> I don't need your bogus one. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I can't. It's very you. weird.
0: Yeah, uh, then he asks uh, Sam if, if she wants to just move with him to Argentina. Which, oh,
2: that's right. <laughs>
0: that's something. Because then Bruce and Mark are out on a fishing boat out on the lake uh, riding around. And then they have a little yes. gunfight with Platterpus there.
2: <laughs> Fuck yeah, and, yeah, this is where they nice. come in to save the day and rescue everybody. There's all kinds of fights. Mark gets into a fight with uh, some guy. I, had we ever seen this guy before? Like um he has, I think he nope. has Samantha. Had never seen him before.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. That's he has right. And he's like, you make another move, I'm gonna shoot her in the head or whatever. And he's like, hey, how about we just settle this ourselves? And he throws his gun away. So they start having a kung fu fight in the grass there. And yeah, uh, yeah. The, the other guy's beating the fuck out of Mark. Right, like he gets the advantage on. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Before that happens, oh, yeah, though, but yeah,
3: there was a thing with yeah.
2: yeah. Mark yeah. carries like a three fifty seven Magnum. This giant gun. Yeah,
3: he's
0: got the he's got the Cody Abilene gun, but he's not an Abilene.
1: Yeah, and he <laughs> shoots
2: he shoots uh Scorpion this tall, thin, petite, like really thin brunette in the in the arm with a three fifty seven <laughs> Magnum. Her arm
0: would just be gone. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like you just gotta tie a bandana around it and it'll be fine. She's, she's a very thin <laughs> lady. Like that arm is just done.
2: <laughs> But, yeah, he just puts a bandana around it, and he's like, hey, don't worry. We'll come back and get you. And uh, now she is – Yeah, she I loves this guy though. at
0: this point because uh, I know Cobra's a double agent, and he's treating her like she's on their side all of a sudden.
2: Well, he had the sex with well, her. Well, she's you know? a good-looking lady, yeah. Well,
3: really, so all,
0: all he did was see her boobs. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, he just, just saw her
3: hooters.
1: <laughs> That's
2: right. Yeah. They didn't have sex. He got tased after he saw her hooters. Uh, yeah. But she's still a foxy lady, you know, You and he says, all right, well, here I'm going to tie up your elbow. I got to go fight this guy in the kung Fus. So when it looks like he's going to lose the kung fu fight, uh, Scorpion, the lady he, he just shot, she shoots her own colleague, like yeah. own, and kills oh. the other
0: guy.
1: But then she <laughs> still goes to, to jail
0: at the end.
2: Yeah, this this I don't. Yeah, it was weird. You think that that's enough for a pardon, right there? You know, you saved my life by shooting that other guy. Like, hey, let's go. You're freed and clear. Yeah, yeah. she's still in trouble. Well, she did murder end. a man.
3: <laughs> Ah. Well, like a
2: have you seen her? Have you seen her?
1: It's okay.
2: Don't worry about it. We got more scientists. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, so that situation's.
0: Uh, that could have uh, been anybody's exploding golf ball, Jenk. You can't prove nothing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um, now,
2: Julie K. Wait, Julie Strain, where is she at? And no, what else is happening?
0: Uh, she's going off to a boat.
2: Oh,
3: okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, because, uh, well, Bruce is fighting the other guy, uh, the, the Asian guy, they're kind of shooting at each other from behind trees, and he runs out of ammo, and he's like, oh, I got to (laughs) save the best one for last, and he hits him with the old
2: grenade launcher.
1: Yeah, he blows up the tree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: So, Julie Strain is, uh, hightailing it to a boat. But Julie K. Smith, old uh, Cobra, time for remote controls again. She pulls out the remote control. Does she have a little boat
0: or remote control? Yeah, yeah, a a little remote control boat. And it turns out uh, she works for the European agency. She's undercover. That's why they didn't know who she was. (laughs) She's
2: classy. She's European. She's undercover as an American, too. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so Julie Strain, yeah, her boat blows up. Boom. Yeah. Black Widow's dead.
0: Well, first, Sam, Sam does shoot uh, Rodrigo Obregon before the boat gets blown up because he's on the boat too, but he gets killed before <laughs> yeah. it gets blown up.
2: And then uh, Sam and uh, Scorp- uh, or uh, Cobra are just standing there, <laughs> and the thing that they were looking for just <laughs> happens to fall out of the sky and land by their feet yeah. after the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and they're like, wow, how lucky was that? And, they get down the- <laughs> and then she says, all I can say is chips ahoy. And they start <laughs> laughing maniacally. <Chips laughs> ahoy.
1: They're like, ha ha
2: ha ha. It's like, oh my God. Listen, that's not attractive. Whatever you're doing right there, stop it. Just stop it. Uh- <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, so- how <laughs> you don't have to have, you know, good jokes. So then uh, Julie, want- uh, Julie K. Strain has to explain how, uh, she, she didn't kill the one scientist. Because that one scientist guy is still alive, the guy from <laughs> South Africa. So, Jack, would you like to bit. explain this scene for us?
3: Well, she contacted that guy ahead of time, and she knew that the uh, one of the, you know one of Obergon's guys was there watching and was going to make sure oh, that he got killed. Yeah, <laughs> that must have been the guy. I think that uh, was in the kung fu or uh, yeah, the kung fu fight that uh, that scorpion shot. That must have been him. I guess. I um, thought it was yeah, a different th-
0: guy altogether.
3: Yeah, maybe. I don't know what ever happened to that guy then. Uh, but anyway, like, so they set this whole thing up where, uh, the scientist guy was gonna drive the car and then get out of it from the other side there. And, uh, but first, he has to set up an elaborate decoy that's so lifelike, no person (laughs) could possibly tell that it's not him. (laughs) It's really just an inflatable doll of a man.
2: That's right. (laughs) That cow briefcase he had, he opens it up, and, he, and it's an inflatable dude. It's, it's kind of like a – remember an airplane when they had the automatic pilot? They had that blowing yeah. ball. the air. It's like, it's, Just about that quality. It's, it's amazing. Like, what the fuck am I watching right now? What, it's like, what is happening? This inflatable guy. Because that would have fooled anybody. But that's how they did it.
5: That's how they truck the guy
3: you know Hans was taking a video from the passenger side, so he didn't have a good enough view to tell that it was an inflatable, man,
5: <laughs> oh
2: my God, so uh, that blows up, and then uh I can't what was like uh but they they find out that Julie uh obviously she's on their side, so Bruce Penhall's like, I still owe you one lady, remember that, and he and she's like, hey, uh, don't worry, I'll give you your car back or whatever i don't did she steal his car, I guess I don't
0: know, yeah, she stole the corvette when she uh knocked him out in the with the drugged champagne.
2: <laughs> so then uh, Scor- Scorpion, or uh, Foxy Brunette, who got shot in the arm, she comes over to Mark, and she says, hey. She shoves uh, Cobra out of the way, and she walks over to Mark. She says, hey, when I get out of this, I'm coming back to be with you because I love you or whatever. And she just tries to kiss him or whatever. And then Samantha grabs her and says, hey, bitch, take this. And she tries to punch him. Uh, Scorpion ducks, and she punches Mark right in the face.
1: Boom. Yeah.
2: I was like, yeah, yeah, give him another one for me, sister.
1: And,
2: uh, <laughs> and she's shaking her hand like, ah, I broke my hand. And Scorpion just uh, laughs and, and she walks away. But then she's being taken away. Like, Please. She looks back at Mark and he's rubbing his jaw and he's looking at her like, yeah, I'm going to have sex with you yet.
1: Don't you worry.
2: You'll <laughs> pay for this later. <laughs> uh, now, what was the big closing line here? Because uh, I can't remember the final actual scene. It
3: was something about like uh, – I think Samantha wanted to know what happened with um Mark and Scorpion. Oh, yes. And uh he was like, he was going to tell her. But then like Bruce was like, no, leave a little mystery in the relationship. You know,
2: what he said, what she yeah. says, what happened? And she says, well, I won't tell you everything. I will say one of us uh showed our breasts. Didn't he say that? <laughs> right. And then uh, and then then yeah. Penhall says, don't tell us who. Keep some mystery.
1: <laughs>
2: uh. Yeah, that's how it ends. oh What a film! This was better than Enemy Gold by a lot. Absolutely, yeah, it was way better than Enemy Gold. Uh, it's still, it still it had a lot that we we mentioned again: the playmates, uh, gratuitous nudity, a hot tub scene, showers, remote control vehicles, plenty of explosions. Mm-hmm. You know what else uh, there was
3: in this? Remember when uh, when <laughs> when Bruce killed that the uh, the Asian guy with the rocket launcher, the grenade launcher, and then he's like. You should have read your fortune cookie. <laughs> oh, no.
2: I missed that. I was doing research, and I missed that. Oh, man.
3: So, yeah, this movie had some terrible lines. I loved it. It was great.
2: There is a lot to like about this. I I, I still don't think it's, like, top quality, Sidaris. You know, it's still not. No. Because the humor still well, was missing a little bit. There really wasn't too much humor, and it. it's. Um, yeah. You,
0: but uh, it didn't have a boob count of 26.
2: Yeah, which is so, high for
0: a Thaddeus movie, I would say. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's pretty high. Um, did you get a body count on it?
0: Uh, I did. We had eleven bodies, and that right. that discounts the uh, the South African doctor. I took him yeah. off when we got to the yeah, end of the movie. Race one.
2: So you're not counting the inflatable driver? <laughs>
5: no. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Uh,
2: so yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to rate this because. Oh, you know what else it had? A great song. Do you remember that song in the <laughs> hot tub sex scene?
1: Yeah. You, oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> the lyrics are something like, oh, baby, you're so soft. I want to make love to you or something. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah, it was very on the nose.
2: <laughs>
3: I can see why I, so- I put that as the number one sex scene of the year. <laughs> your boobs
5: are so soft. <laughs> song alone. <of> yeah.
2: <laughs> So there's a lot to like about this movie, um, man. It's, it's uh, my natural instinct was to give it a seven, but when you think about all the boobs and everything, may, maybe an eight. I
1: don't know.
2: Huh. I yeah.
3: could certainly be talked into an eight on this. Yeah, this is a big improvement.
1: There was I, no like flashbacks you know,
3: to the Civil War or anything. But you know so, what? So,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm still giving it a. I'm giving it a seven. You know what? No Donna. So Donna.
3: Oh, then so, I'm going to give it a nine. <laughs> this might be the best Sedaris movie <laughs> since Malibu Express. <laughs> if it had Donna,
2: it would be an eight. But without Donna, it's a seven. So, it Donna, yeah, I think would, I'm uh,
0: a nine. This
2: is Wow.
1: Great. Holy hell. <laughs>
0: yeah, See, I, I still don't think
2: it's as good as a prime Sedaris. Demo, you know what I mean? So like, like if you're giving it a nine, you're putting it into some lofty territory there, you know? Like Malibu. Well, what, Malibu Express was a 10. Is it? Did we give it a 10 for June knockers and everything?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. I yeah. I wonder what we gave that one. I don't know if we were given our, yeah. our ratings at that point yet. We may
2: have given that one a nine. Hard ticket to Hawaii was definitely a 10. Yeah.
0: yeah. That, was, that had to be a 10. Yeah. That's
2: the best. That's the citizen Kane. of am <laughs> Yes.
3: <laughs> Sadly, there was, he just peaked at number two.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> it's been kind of downhill since, uh, but uh, we've had some other good ones mixed in there. Yeah, um, this
0: is a solid one.
2: But yeah. I would still, it would be ahead of God Enemy effort.
0: Gold and. Uh, you talked know, me down to an eight, Mike. Though. I'll give it an eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: because all the names blend together, so it's tough to remember all. Yeah, them. yeah. I, li- I like the one where there are the two teams of assassins hunting them, and they uh,
0: like, fit to kill. Is
2: that yeah, that you, one. You f- <sighs> Fuck. Because you think it would be called Hard Hunted. <laughs>
3: Yes, it's not, that's, that's, it's, that's the one you think it would be. Do or die? I think it was do or die. Yeah, I
2: or die, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was do or die. Because Pat Morita's feet. Remember, <laughs> his feet yeah. yes. yep. <laughs> that movie was
1: awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that one was phenomenal. Guns was also really good. Cynthia Brimhall was awesome in Guns. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, all right. Anyway, there's your Sedaris update. Two more left. Uh, we'll oh, get through them eventually. make them last. Now, Tuffy, you watched two superhero movies that you would like to yeah. tell us about, right?
0: Yeah, I watched uh, Black Adam about a week and a half ago. <laughs> Black Adam. You, after
3: you mentioned last week that you watched that, I I I had watched five minutes and then I gave up. And then I tried to watch <laughs> it again. I'm like, all right, Tuffy, watch this. I can do it. And I made it to about the hour mark and was like, nope,
2: I can't do this.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: Now, Black Adam. To fill in the backstory here, Jank uh, and I are comic book scholars. You know, <laughs> Black Adam is named Adam. I don't. I don't know anything yeah. about him. What can you tell us about him, Jank? What's Black Adam. Um, he's kind of
3: like an evil or semi evil version Shazam. of Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Antihero That's Shazam, not- maybe right. the way they describe him.
2: Okay, so he's not a straight villain. He uh, walks that line.
3: Yeah, he's also not like a kid, like a modern-day kid who transforms into an adult. He's like from way back in the day, like ancient Egyptian times. Yep. Like Apocalypse
2: if he was Shazam. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so anyway. All right, and this movie stars The Rock. uh, Yeah. And it also stars Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's Looking a bunch of far. other
0: DC people who I don't know who the fuck they are, but they're in there too, for <laughs> yeah. sure.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hawkman. I don't know why they did that with that. <laughs> yeah. That's an uh, guy. I don't know. Who other
0: yeah. Huh. yeah. I don't even remember what her character does or is. <laughs> yeah. I know Adam Crusher. Is that what it is?
1: I want to say uh, Smasher.
0: Adam Smasher. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, giant man. <laughs> Cyclone? Cyclone is the other Justice Society person there. Cyclone? Uh, she like can the control Cy- the wind? No idea who she is. Either. She's the granddaughter of Red Tornado? Oh, I'm yeah, Red, Red
2: Tornado. Tornado. I know oh, Red, Red Tornado. So <laughs> uh... You know what? He may have been. But I remember him from the Justice League <laughs> cartoons. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 I don't know what was going on in most of this movie. So,
3: um, yeah. you know. <laughs> it was like a Sedarius movie. And just the rushed, like, exposition lines. And, like, I yeah. didn't get crap about any of it.
1: <laughs> just did
3: not yeah, care. Yeah, the
0: movie starts out giving you, like, the... Um, the mythology of Black Adam, you know, it's ancient Egypt and there's like this uh, enslaving king uh, trying to find some kind of magic metal or something. I don't really fucking understand or know what was going on. And then some I kid used.
3: I feel like everything's in the metal, DC.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then one of the slave kids finds the metal and somehow he turns into. Black Adam, I think, is the idea they give you at that point in the movie. Uh, yeah. beats the king, but that destroys everything. But so then, in modern day, whatever fucking city this is, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, something like Egypt, but it's D.C., so they yeah, have fake like, names. I
2: think it's Kondok.
0: Yeah, Kondok. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: why D.C. stinks. They always gotta change things.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. in modern day Kondok, there's like... Uh, this military regime that kind of runs things, I think, is the idea. And so you have an archaeologist going to find this uh, crown of some kind to help fight them, I guess. I don't really know. So the mercenaries are, like, following her. She goes to look for it, and then when she gets up there, somehow that unleashes Black Adam from, he was, like, trapped in this tomb for thousands of years. But she does, says some words that you know unlo- unleashes him uh and he has no interest in helping anybody uh i forget what he's trying to do what his uh, actual motivation yeah, i don't is even here. know
3: i don't think he had any kind of a goal really when he got woken up he's just kind of cranky from yeah <laughs> woken up from his nap
0: yeah cuz he says he's not a savior he was just an imprisoned killer um But then he helps her for some reason. They don't really explain why. Yeah. fights off some mercenary guys and, you know, he's kind of like Superman level powers. He can fly and he can shoot lightning, I guess, I think. Something like that.
3: Yeah. That was kind of another problem. It's like, I I never felt like he was in any kind of danger. It was just kind of like... (laughs) It was
0: was, a question of whether he would give enough of a shit to help the human characters he was with. (laughs) is really the only question. So then when he wakes up, the Justice Society says, well, we got to go stop this guy, Uh, even though he hadn't really done anything bad. Yeah, Um, true. So they come in to to kind of fight him, Uh, and I think they catch him, or he gives himself up, and explains that he wasn't really the, the savior of conduct. It was his son, but then, since they couldn't beat his son, they were killing his family, so the son shazammed the powers over to Black Adam at some point, or something like that. So this is actually the, the hero of Kondok's dad, is The Rock, and he's Black Adam. So he agrees to give up his powers and go be trapped in a prison for some reason. Again, I don't know why. Uh, gives up to the Task Force X guys. But then the one of the mercenary guys is like the descendant of the king that the savior of Kandak had defeated back 3000 years ago or something. Now that he's got this crown from the start of the movie, he's like a super villain. Uh-huh. So uh, at some point, Black Adam like re shazams himself into Black Adam to go fight that guy. And that's pretty much the movie. I don't sounds know. Great. Then, yeah, sounds great. Sounds like yeah, it sounds a real mess
3: and that's yeah. what it was, what I saw.
0: Yeah, it was a mess. It wasn't like visually as bad as some of the other DC movies. You could at least see what was going on. Yeah. In contrast to even the movie I'm going to talk about shortly here.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's fair. Uh,
0: like, it was better than the Superman movies, that's for sure. But not yeah. by much. And it's nothing close to like the Suicide Squad. No. Um, that was actually fun. Yeah. This was
3: this was like he had a wacky kid sidekick in this who was just awful and none of it none of the jokes were yeah. landing. No. Hey, and
0: The I Rock normally The Rock, like normally the Rock is full the... of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normally The Rock is like, you know, the, the wise crack and Hollywood star in these kind of movies and there was super none of that match. in this movie.
3: No, I sucked it all out. He was just super oh, serious man. the whole time and just kind of You know, monotone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so at the end of the movie, the the Task Force X guys agree to let Black Adam stay as Black Adam, but he can't leave Kondok, is what they come to decide. And that Waller lady's still real worried about him. Then you get a mid-credit scene where Superman shows up in Kondok and says something like, we need to talk Black Adam or something like that, which I guess that was supposed to set up the next part of the DC universe. I have no idea.
3: Was it Henry Cavill?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this was his last Superman appearance.
3: <laughs> Setting up for something that will clearly never happen. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: All right, so I'm reading the uh, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I'm
0: trying to yeah, see. Right. I'd say this is a four.
2: So I hear, like, it has a bi- it was a big bomb here at the box office, but uh, according to Wikipedia, it made, like, $390 million. But the budget was could be anywhere up to 250 million. So there were reports that it had to grow 600 million just to break even. Oof. oof. It, but then other documents came out reports came out saying that uh, it only needed to make to hit 450 million to break even. Or and they said projections show with when you consider everything involved, it's going to turn a profit between 50 and 70 million dollars. But then later. More reports came out and said those documents were fake, and they were leaked by the Rock's publicity team to try and make it seem less of a failure than it was. (laughs) (laughs) So...
3: That sounds like something you'd do. Yeah, it seems kind of like a disaster.
2: (laughs) And, like, uh, they canceled it from any future movies, right? They said, yeah, we're not doing any more Black Adam.
0: Yeah, they wiped the whole slate clean on uh, the DC Universe.
3: They got a whole new plan that involves a lot of,
2: like, C-list characters. (laughs) Oh, that'll work. Like, with Beetle and uh, Booster yeah. Gold and Swamp Thing. Because if it's one thing DC has, it's lots of C-list characters. <laughs> yeah. They all stink. <laughs> Outside <laughs> of Batman, Superman, Wonder oh. Woman, they all stink. <laughs> don't worry
3: about it. They're doing, like, an HBO series about Paradise Island, like, the home of Wonder Woman, but I don't think Wonder Woman's in it. <laughs> it's like, oh. oh,
2: great. That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think The Rock, man, his career might be uh, taking a little hit here.
0: Yeah. Now he's made plenty of bad movies before. He'll make plenty <laughs> more. But he's told he's got Fast Ten coming out soon. I think right. Uh, they he said this was probably. actually is he in
3: that one.
4: Uh,
0: I don't probably. know.
3: But they're just been, him you know, off into his own thing. I know him and him and Vin Diesel like uh, I think have oh, yeah. a lot of
2: beef. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. They do hate each other. Uh, but they said this was his biggest opening weekend ever: sixty-seven million. Oh, fuck, at him!
1: My
3: cousin's <laughs> husband loves it. I don't know. I... Really?
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Dude's is he like... Uh... got to watch it. Is he like, you know, normal? <laughs> <Is> he... <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> He's a good guy. I like him, but right. I don't know. He saw something yeah. I didn't see. All right, Tuffy. Next up, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Uh... Hey, I... hey, this is when Sherry, his little sister, takes over the Black Panther role. And I just got Sherry on Marvel Snap, and she is awesome.
0: So, yeah. Ooh, she is not awesome. This movie, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it.
1: She's yeah. So it starts out.
0: Um, uh, T'Challa is real sick. He's not on screen, obviously, because Chadwick Boseman was dead before they started making this movie. Um, so Cherie's down in her lab, trying to figure out how to heal him, trying to recreate the heart shaped herb to try and heal him since Killmonger burned it all in the mm-hmm. first one. But that was also, like, at least five years ago, because that was before the snap. So I don't know what Damn. she's been doing in the meantime.
2: Well, was she snapped away? Was she gone in the snap?
0: Ooh, I don't know if she was. I know Black, Black Panther, Panther was, was snapped. Right? Yeah, he was snapped. Yeah, away. I
2: thought
3: she was still around, I thought. All
2: right.
1: Yeah. All right. he it is.
0: So everybody's all upset that Black Panther dies. But to your point, he died in a snap. So he was already dead for a five-year interim period. Surrounding yeah. the the end game in this movie. So it's like, well, it's sad that he's dead, but you also, he was already dead once before. Um, good point. <laughs> and then I don't really understand the succession plan of Wakanda. I know in the first Black Panther, they had to fight on a waterfall. Yes. Um, this time his mom just becomes the queen. <laughs> she didn't have to
2: fight anybody <laughs> on a waterfall? <laughs> they didn't
0: show it if she did.
3: That's feminism for you. <laughs> Get handed the job. <laughs>
2: you know, now, is his mom Angela Bassett Academy Award nominee?
1: Yes. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: and, and she is in a different movie from
0: everybody else in this thing. Uh, <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> uh, it depends, I guess. But um, she certainly gives like an Oscar-type performance that is very serious, oh. and it, that is not really what Marvel movies are made for. She is oh. eaten up the scenery oh. all over the place.
1: Oh, all right.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I think then, so Black Panther dies, then you get uh, an attack on one of the Wakandan outreach centers um, trying to steal some vibranium. And then she's at like a UN hearing where the French and US people are saying, you need to start sharing your vibranium with us. This is a weapon of mass destruction, and we can't let you be the only ones that have it. So then she parades in the mercenaries who attacked their outreach center, and this bunch of French guys, I think, was the idea. She's kind of rubbed it in their face of like, well, you guys is the ones attacking us. So that's why we can't let you have our vibranium.
2: Yeah, you gotta keep that
0: vibranium. Um, boy, I do not remember what the plot of this movie was. <laughs> well, doesn't Namor show up at some point? <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, like Cherie can't get over to Chala being dead. Uh, so she's all upset and then Angela Bassett takes her to a beach to go talk to her or something and then, Namor, this is the yeah. other thing that drives is that me how crazy about this movie. it? Namor? Well, that's how well, he pronounces it. Yeah. Nobody else does. <laughs> uh, that's so he shows up and introduces Namor. himself as Namor. Oh, because there's a, there's a cut scene where there's like a research vessel looking for vibranium in the ocean. And then the Namor's people attack the ship and sink it. But he shows up to Wakanda and says, Hey, you guys let everybody know about Vibranium. Now they're coming to my world and trying to find it down there, so you need to knock it off. Uh, and he introduces himself as Namor, but then every time in the rest of the movie, they call him Namor, even though they have no reason to pronounce his name differently from how he introduced himself. Well, they didn't well, they, they him they do the have comments. a reason. Yes. Yeah. They
1: do have a
2: reason because his name's always been pronounced Namor since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. But just one guy comes out of the ocean and says, call me Namor. And they're like, no, we're not going to play your <laughs> game, idiot. Your name's <laughs> yeah. Namor.
3: Yeah. But in the world it's of like the people movie, from Europe like say him. W is a V. It's like, no, we're not doing that.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> your name's not Richter. Yeah.
0: Well, they give an explanation for why he's named Namor and why it's pronounced Namor. Because he's uh, buoyant. <laughs> no, so the Namor people, Namor people, um, used to be uh, I forget if it's Aztec or Mayan natives of, like, the Yucatan Peninsula. And then yeah. when the conquistadors came over, they ate whatever their heart-shaped herb was. And all of a sudden they could live underwater. And his mom was pregnant when she ate the herb, so then he was born underwater, so he's not the blue fuck? like the rest of them. What the, what
2: the fuck are they even doing to this? Why do you have to do this to the backstory? Like, there's no yeah. need to
0: do this. But so, so his name totally. is Namor. Because at some point, they go up to get vengeance on the conquistadors. And one of the Spanish guys says something about how he's without love, which would be the words cinnamor in Spanish. So you drop the first two letters and he's namor, which is also very confusing. You say that. You're
3: fighting a guy and you're like, well, (laughs) you don't have a girlfriend. So now that's your name.
0: Guy with no girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, This is terrible. It drove me crazy. I mean, uh, I know it's namor. But the character introduces himself for the first time anybody's ever heard his name aloud is Namor, and then everybody else says Namor the rest of the fucking movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, so like, like you're why an idiot. Are, the name's Namor.
0: Don't, yeah, don't have him pronounce his name differently if That's nobody awesome. else is going to.
2: Yeah, why even redo the backstory with the herbs and everything? Just Atlantis. It's an underground civilization or underwater civilization. Just deal with it. Yeah. That, you know? So you know, the,
0: so then, uh, Namor's trying to tell Wakanda, like, hey, you gotta help me, uh, take over the rest of the world. Otherwise, I'm just gonna obliterate you so they'll stop coming for my vibranium. Um, and then the thing they were using to find vibranium was built by some college student at one of the Boston schools, uh, who's Ironheart, I guess.
2: Oh. Turns out. Okay.
0: Um, so Namor's gonna go kill her. That's what his plan is. He's going to go kill her so they can't look for his vibranium anymore. But for some reason, Cherie won't let him kill her. Uh, so they, they capture Cherie and this Riri is the name of the, the scientist girl. Uh, and they take them down to Atlantis. Although it's not called Atlantis because it's some other, um, you know, native Central American word or something, tolacon. That's the kingdom.
3: Oh, good lord! No one's gonna remember that. Sounds that's like a tele,
0: a telecom <laughs> company. Yeah. yeah. So while they're there, <laughs> they Namor go down to
2: gives, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Namor takes them takes Cherie down, puts her in some suit to take her into the deep water. Which, like, just say it's magic and she'll be fine. It doesn't have to be a special suit or something. Um, and gives her a bracelet that's made out of the herb that they took. Which she then later uses to recreate their heart-shaped herb to make herself into the Black Panther. So she drinks that and goes to the ancestral plane and talks to Killmonger, uh, who tells her, like, hey, I'm the one here. Must mean I'm the one who was right the whole time. Which I agree <laughs> he was with. right. I
2: told you he was right <laughs> after I saw the first movie. Killmonger did <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong. He was right. I agree. He wanted to I'm kill all the white people in the world. <laughs> he was right. The man's got
0: a point, you know? Uh, and then, at some point, Namor attacks Wakanda and kills Angela Bassett. I forget how that happened. Um, the Hobbit is helping out the Wakandans secretly because he's not supposed to be helping them because the U.S. wants to get their hands on that vibranium. Who, uh, who's so helping then, out? You, the Hobbit? Who
2: the fuck
0: yeah, Hobbit? Martin Freeman, whoever that guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, he was okay, Black okay, okay. Black Panther. Yeah. Uh,
2: the C- CIA guy, right? He was like a CIA guy, right? Yeah, Yeah. He played hey, uh, Milo Baggins
0: in the Hobbit hey, I'm, movies, I think. Right? I'm,
2: I'm looking at the uh, description here on Wikipedia. Lake Bell is also a CIA
0: agent in this?
2: Or a CIA doctor? Oh,
0: yeah. I love I no Lake Bell. Yeah. Big fan of Lake Bell. I don't Bell. remember seeing her much in this. But uh, Elaine is uh, Tim from The Office's ex-wife. She's <laughs> oh, also his boss at the CIA?
2: Uh oh, uh yeah, you're saying Elaine at uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus, is that's that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh what's Kintessa her name? Yeah, Kintas- like that.
0: Valentina Allegra, Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the and the Sarge Nick Fury agents of she would she was always the lady with the white streak in her hair, wearing her off Nick Fury, but She's been to, yeah. she's been assembling, like, the new Avengers though, right? Jank, isn't that what she's doing? Well, you don't even care anymore, do you? you
3: yeah, know? pretty much out, but I mean, I think she's either I think she's putting together the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts yeah, yeah, the
0: Thunderbolts,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Sure. She's going. Yeah, because at some point when Cherie and Riri get kidnapped, Cherie loses whatever those bead things are that all the Wakandans have, so then Martin Freeman finds them, and he's talking to Angela Bassett on them, but Elaine tapped the beads somehow, so she heard all of his talks with Angela Bassett, I guess. Very confusing what was going on in this movie. <laughs> uh, so then eventually, uh, the Atlanteans and the Wakandans have a big fight. The Wakandans build a big boat to f- uh, take it out to sea and uh, fight the Atlanteans. And Cherie fights Namor one-on-one. Uh I don't even remember what happened. I think Namor got the best of her, but then she could have killed him, but chose not to. So he goes back and says, yeah, we'll call it a truce. Everybody stop fighting. And they go back to Wakanda. Uh, and now Shuri's the Black Panther. Um, at some point. Uh, it's all so convoluted. What happens in this movie?
2: <laughs> all right. We get the gist.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so they go back and now they need a new leader of Wakanda since Angela Bassett's dead so they just decide it's going to be Sheree but she doesn't want to be the queen but it sounds like she's still a Black Panther but there's never a fight on a waterfall to decide any of this
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. they've evolved past the fighting on the waterfall
0: uh, yeah because at one point Angela Bassett fires the head of the uh, the Doja I can't remember what they're called
3: uh, the bald the lady? Or, uh,
0: Yeah, because yeah, Okoye. When Sheree, Okoye
2: yeah. is her name. Okoye. Because yeah, I use
1: her, her at Marvel Sound.
0: Yeah. Her and Cherie go to uh prote- go to save Riri from the Atlanteans at one point. Cherie ends up getting kidnapped. Uh, so then Angela Bassett fires Okoye from the the Doge the Dora Milaje. because she let Cherie get kidnapped, even though Cherie's the one who, like, insisted that they go protect her. I don't understand that. So then, uh, Cherie has built her some suit, so she becomes, um, some other fucking Midnight Angel or something. I forget what it's called. (laughs) Never (laughs) even heard that.
3: (laughs) They're just making shit up now.
0: Great. Uh, yeah, so now she's got, like, an Iron Man kind of suit thing going on. You got Ironheart there in her Iron Man kind of suit. Uh, so, the, yeah, and then I forget, um, Nakia is the other, Lupita Nyongo. Yeah, Nakia. So she's just living in Haiti these days, doing her undercover thing, I guess. Um, and then you find out at the end of the movie that her and T'Challa had a secret baby, also That's named right. T'Challa.
2: <laughs> secret
0: babies. Uh, the Ed has lots that,
2: of secret babies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of this makes any fucking sense, because at one point, Angela Bassett goes to talk to her and says she was upset that Lupita Nyong'o didn't come to T'Challa's funeral. But then at the end of the movie, Lupita Nyong'o is explaining to Cherie that she didn't go to the funeral because she didn't think it was right to let everybody know about the secret T'Challa yet, which Angela Bassett would have had to know because she knew about the secret T'Challa. So this is also fucking confusing. Yeah. And.
3: Sounds the other
0: problem with this movie is it is like they forgot to light any of it. It is so <laughs> dark in the dark scenes. You cannot tell what is happening.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, this movie is
0: just a mess.
1: Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, it, it, yep. it's
0: better than Black Adam. I'll say that, but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not by, much.
0: It, it Not by much. it made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very good. And does, is Namor supposed to have wings on his feet? Is that part of yes. his character? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, at
3: least they got that right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But the fact that they fucked up the Namor stuff, I'm probably not even going to watch this movie.
3: Uh, no, we have no interest. It's
0: all right. Yeah, because his name is Kukul Khan. Kukul <laughs> Khan. But he, he goes by <laughs> Namor, but everybody calls him Namor. <laughs>
2: Hey, you know what Namor went by in the comics? Namor, because that was his fucking name.
0: Yeah. He's a Mayan, apparently.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. But. <laughs> yeah, Namor is yeah. an Atlantean. I think they were Roman. I'd
0: say it's All about right. a five. A five. So five.
2: And what, what yeah. Black Adam you said was a four? That's a four. Oh, wow, so.
0: Yeah, so I guess Shuri is the Black Panther now, but she's not the Queen of Wakanda. And I think the I can't think of the guy's name the the head of the Jabari tribe up in the mountains. Oh, Mbaku. 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 Yeah, I think I think he's the king of Wakanda now. At the end of the movie, oh,
3: wow. he should have been the new Black Panther. It would have made more
2: sense than Shuri.
0: Well, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> none, you know of, what? That probably would have been cool, movie.
2: actually, if Mbaku was the new Black Panther because because yeah. uh, because he had kind of a uh, uh, like he was kind of a villain at the beginning, you know, and then Black yeah. Panther won about up a redeemed himself.
5: Yeah, that actually that would, would be it. pretty
2: good. I never even thought of that. But yeah, and Baku. He's also on Marvel Snap. Yeah. Some people say he's the worst card on Marvel Snap. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten him yet. Uh, he's like a, I believe he's a one energy, two power, and his gimmick is that if he's in your deck, at the end of the game, he can just jump onto the board at a random place and hopefully win you the match but uh, I guess it rarely ever happens. <laughs> so well, now,
0: I'm looking yeah. at the Wikipedia page here and now I'm even more confused because it says Angela Bassett was initially unhappy with her character being killed off, but Ryan Coogler reassured her her death is not necessarily permanent in the MCU and it's possible <laughs> for her to return in the future. Similar to how people were brought back to life following the blip and end game. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> possible.
1: She's dead. Yeah.
3: That's the problem with comics.
2: Permanent. Uh maybe he'll he'll get her to be on the astral plane or whatever, or the ancestral plane, whatever you said. Yeah. Sure
0: I, I mean this said. is this is definitely better than the Eternals in terms yeah, of the
2: When you said out multiverse dark, saga. When you said how dark it was, I thought of the Eternals. Remember that opening scene, like in the sit- streets? Oh, There's man. Yeah. I couldn't tell what the fuck was happening. It was pretty dark.
1: Yeah. I did not see anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: All
2: right. So.
1: Yeah.
2: All right uh, there it is, your superhero update. Now, you gave uh, blood of that a five and Black Adam a four. You know what's a ten? Soap. Oh,
0: God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? I. I mean, the you a little bit tonight.
0: I think we need to wrap it up. And you've already eaten into no, no, 15 no. minutes of your soap time with me. No, no,
2: no. See, th- this is you guys being uh, haters. You know, you're a bit <laughs> like the kids say. You're haters. And uh, when I talked about the Whistler on the show, you made fun of me, Mike Dale. You're so old. You're so old, Mike Dale. You listen to old radio shows. How how old are you? Good lord! But then then you started listening to Whistler. Like, oh my god, this Mike Dale guy's a genius. He knows what the fuck he's <laughs> talking about. Huh? This Whistler's amazing. you're still doubting me on soap.
0: Soap is great. Uh, I mean, I still haven't come <laughs> around on Dobie Gillis, so there's still a lot of room to grow, I guess.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, there is. But <laughs> well, listen, well, listen. Uh, let me just give, uh, paint you a quick picture here of this soap. And uh, all right, so uh, it's about two sisters, you understand? Two sisters. One uh-huh. is played by uh, Catherine Hellman, you know, uh, uh, who's the boss, you know, uh, the mom there. Uh, what was her name on who's the boss? Angela? No, Angela was Judith Light, her mom, her mom, her mom. Oh, no, that's not selling me on it. <laughs> she's great. Um, Mona, Mona. Yeah, there it is. Mona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she, she's one sister and her name is Jessica and she has a sister named Mary. OK, and they each marry uh, fellas and Jessica marries a fellow named Chester Tate. He's very rich. OK, so they live a, a fancy lifestyle. And they have uh, three kids. They have two daughters: Eunice, who's like a news reporter, and uh, then I'm there's uh, <laughs> Eunice. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> there's Corinne, who uh, she's a 23 foxy brunette who likes to uh, sleep around. Then uh, they have a, a son who's like a 12, 13 or something. He's just super horny, uh, and he's a smart Alec kind of kid, you know. And then their their butler is Benson. And Benson's always cracking wise. You know, he's a real smart aleck. And uh, her dad, Catherine Hellman's dad, is the guy the Ed likes, the the, the guy who thinks he's still in World War Two. So it's very <laughs> funny. Okay, so that's one family. Now, the other family uh, is the Campbell family. And that's Mary and her husband, played by Richard Mulligan. Uh, he Remember him from uh, Empty Nest? Remember Empty Nest? Oh, oh, yeah. I don't remember Empty Nest. <laughs> that, was a, that was a spinoff from Golden Girls. He was a doctor, Christy McNichol and Dinah Manoff were his daughters, and um, that Joe Azuzu guy was his next-door neighbor. None of this rings any bells?
0: None of it? No. no. Pops and it buzzes, was, Mike Dell. Pops and It buzzes. was a popular show. It was on <laughs>
2: after Golden Girls. It was on for about six years, I think. Uh, you never heard. All right, anyway. Uh, so anyway, they're married. Uh, Richard Mulligan is her second husband, all right? So she has two sons, one Danny. <laughs> Who's, who was the dad on Blossom. He became the dad on Blossom. But uh, Danny's like a tough guy. Uh, and then you have Jody, the younger brother, Billy Crystal, who is gay. But Danny doesn't believe Joe. He thinks he's just kidding all the time about being gay. He doesn't believe him. But they love each other. They're, re- they're really close as brothers, all right? And Richard Mulligan also has two sons. But you, you don't know them at first because uh, they're out of his life when the show begins. One is played by Richard Yurick and he's a tennis like a pro, and then the other one is played by this fella. He's a famous ventriloquist. I don't know his name, but he, his name is Chuck, and he has a dummy named Bob, and he, he treats Bob like he's a living guy, you know? So it's Jay funny. Johnson? Jay Johnson, that's right. All right, now, so the, the, the show's about those two families. Now, the reason why the show is so great is because every character in this show has a secret, you know, that they're keeping from everyone else, like uh, the the Tate family, Jessica, she's a really nice lady and everything, uh, but she's having an affair on her husband, Chester, who's a scoundrel. He's always cheating on her his whole life. Uh, Jessica never believes he's cheating on her, but uh, she ends up having an affair with a tennis pro at the club who turns out to be Richard Mulligan's son, Bob Urich, but she has Uh-oh. no idea. She has no idea when all this starts, you know, that that's his son. Uh, also, their daughter, Corinne, is also uh, – she likes to sleep around and have fun and whatnot. She's also having a, a, an affair there with uh, the same tennis pro, but they have no idea. All right? This is Robert Yurk's getting it done. You understand? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> then Chester, he's having affairs with the secretary, uh, everybody. This is Chester. He's always getting it done. Uh, then the other uh, daughter, Eunice, the TV reporter, she's having an affair with the congressman. She's trying to keep that all quiet. Then again, you got the grandfather being all weird and everything. All right. So then on the Campbell side of the family, um, Richard Mulligan, his big secret is he actually killed his wife's first husband. <laughs> she doesn't know that. But hmm? <laughs> he killed her husband because her husband was in the mob and he was trying to force Richard Mulligan out of his business. And there is a, he's in a construction there up on a high rise and he didn't intentionally kill, but he ended up killing her husband. So then he, uh, yeah. So, but then he ends up marrying her, uh, Danny out of guilt. Uh, no, they actually were, he was doing a project with them and then he kind of like was smitten with her. And then oh. that's how the, the, her husband found out about his business and he tried to strong arm his way into the business. So he kind of liked her before the other guy died. But, uh, oh. so, but after her husband died, he did feel guilt and, you know, and he like wanted to take care of her and stuff. So they just hit it off and bang, they eventually get married. Danny. The son is taken after his father. He wants to get into the mob. So it's kind of like a parody of The Godfather and stuff going on at the time, you know. And uh, the the mob boss tells him, all right, Danny, uh, for you to be one of us, here's what you got to do. Uh, this is your job. You got to uh, you got to kill somebody. And he's like, well, who do I got to kill? We want you to kill the guy who killed your father. And he's like, all right, who's that? Well, it's your stepfather. It's, it's your stepfather, Bert. You have to go kill him. All right. So that's his setup. Now he has to know what would do. I want to kill my stepfather or not. And then of course Jody's gay, so he's hiding that. And there's all kind of he's dating a quarterback, uh, the big New York Jets quarterback kind of situation there. Uh, so there's all that going on. But uh, that's why the show's so great. There's uh, secrets and uh, oh man, it's fucking awesome. You, you got to watch. This is the ventriloquist <laughs> dummy having an affair with. That's what <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> <I don't>. <laughs> <laughs> Do You remember on Arrested Development when Job had that dummy that he was doing a big – Yeah. Uh, well, that's basically <laughs> where they got it from. They just ripped it off a of soap. You know, and uh, th- th- but it's hilarious because the dummy's a real jack. He's real mean, and he's making fun of everybody, <laughs> telling really inappropriate jokes about everybody. And uh, yeah, the show is so good, so good. Can't can't recommend it enough. I m I've made it through. Uh, also, season one. Uh, it's four seasons, about ninety-three episodes, I think, when they divided it for syndication, because some were hour-long That's episodes. Fun. Season one is 25 episodes. I just finished season one. I had never seen season one. When I started watching it on syndication, I'd just been catching sporadic episodes throughout. But season one, the big thing is season one is a murder mystery because Robert Yurick, the tennis pro who's having the affairs with everybody, he ends up getting murdered. Ooh. So the big plot through the season one is who murdered Robert Yurick, And then that Bert, Richard Mulligan, uh, When his son dies, he kind of loses his mind. He starts going crazy. He starts thinking he can turn himself invisible. It's so fucking funny. All right, I'm telling you, it's great. All right, soap. It's on Tubi. Everyone can watch it on Tubi. It's for free. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great. I I I can't. We're not going to do too much of a tribute on soap until I watch the whole series. But we'll eventually get Yeah, Okay. So you've been warned. Yeah.
3: Maybe if you give me a top eleven episodes and they sound good, maybe I'll be in.
2: This show is amazing. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, also, I think in like season two or maybe three, Bert gets abducted by aliens. <laughs> That's a plot. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the Rosemary I Bear. might be
0: coming around here. It's possible I'm <laughs> going to watch some of this.
2: Yeah, it's all like a parody of soap now, operas.
0: You do keep saying Robert Urich like I have any idea who that <laughs> oh. is. <laughs> uh, Spencer for
2: Hire. You don't remember Spencer for Hire on TV? Robert Urich. He was in Vegas. You ever heard of the TV show Vegas? Danny I've uh, heard of Vegas. Yeah. No. He, he's a, he was in that episode of Cheers one time. <laughs>
3: Robert, like,
0: Robert, I feel Robert, like the name Robert Urich sounds familiar, but I would not yeah. have any idea what he's done. He's very famous at the pictures
3: guy. of him. He looks familiar, but I couldn't yeah, tell you yeah. one thing I've seen him in.
2: He's a, Spencer for Hire is probably what he's most famous for in like the 80s and stuff, but uh, no, Vegas was in the no, 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a very famous guy, Robert Urich. In fact, that's why he was on <laughs> Cheers. Because Woody was an actor, you know, on Cheers, you know, he's trying to get bit parts. And he, and he was telling everybody he had a bit part when they were filming Spencer for Hire and that he knows Robert Urich. And no one all, would believe him. Like, oh, yeah, Woody, you know Bob Urich. Sure you do. No one would believe him. But then Bob Urich shows up at the end. And,
3: uh, yeah. Oh, can't wait to get to that one.
2: But that shows you his level of fame because, you know, they can <laughs> say that about him on Cheers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other great. But he was thing on about, Love Boat the next wave.
2: Yeah. The other great thing about Soap is uh, I always like when you watch, uh, like when you watch Cheers, you can see actors who eventually would be on Frasier. Like you watch Taxi, you can oh, see sure. actors who would eventually be on Cheers. You watch Soap, like uh, Gordon Jump plays like the sheriff. Uh, it's set in Connecticut. He plays the sheriff. And uh, Howard Hessman plays the attorney for uh, Catherine Hellman when she gets arrested. But then he refuses to represent her. So he uh, it's a long story. But anyway. But they become, you know, Mr. Carlson and Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP. And uh, also Krauss, uh, Gretchen Krauss on Benson, the maid, the German maid. She's on here, has like the real mother. you saying a lot of words <laughs> yeah. here, <mother>. Mike. I know. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I really of you guys, don't understand this. Of you people know any of these. <laughs> uh, I need the Ed back here. The Ed would know all these people that <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah. But, but her and Robert Guillaume go on and do Benson then. So you see all these old actors they go on to other shows. It's pretty great
3: anyway yeah What's i guess it? i'd have to watch all of those shows to, to make any sense <laughs> to me though you've never <laughs> watched decades benson? of commitment never no. no
0: i've never watched wkrp in cincinnati <laughs> i've never watched no. benson i've never watched any of these things
2: wait when i say wkrp in cincinnati you have no concept of that
0: i know I have what a that concept
2: is of that one yeah yeah
0: but i've it's never I mentioned that, i have so. no idea what that is
2: <laughs> WKRP oh. is one of the great shows. It is it's a great show. It's awesome.
0: All mm-hmm. I know about that one is the uh, the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, yeah. That gets talked about oh, yeah. a lot, but mm-hmm.
2: it's a Cincinnati radio station owned by Gordon Jump, and uh, the ratings are real bad. So they bring in Randy Travis, a uh, New Mexico program director. He comes in and a he's country a country
0: western singer.
2: No, 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 no. no. Different, different. Thank Andy God, Travis. Right That's away. Randy Travis. This is
0: Andy oh. Travis. Oh, okay.
2: So he makes it a rock and roll station. So overnight, it switches from, like, cl- uh, classic music to rock and roll, and uh, that's what the sitcom's about. And Howard Hessman is Dr. Johnny Fever, and yeah, he be- he's a great DJ. And then uh, uh, Tim Reed was uh, Venus Flytrap. Herb Tarlick was their so- – man, this this hurts. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> I am don't know whether I should be more disappointed that uh, you don't know your television history or that I'm so old. I don't know. Uh, I the think second, the second is what I would go comment. for. Me. <laughs> WRKRP is amazing.
0: These were also shows yeah. that were not on like syndication on Saturday afternoon when uh, I w- was R- growing up. So. Yeah, I was going
2: to say, WRKRP, was, Soap was also syndicated for a little bit, because I remember watching it when I was a little kid. Um, like I remembered its initial run, I also remember seeing it a couple times in the afternoon. But WRKRP was a show that was heavily syndicated, because then they came back with a new WKRP in Cincinnati. Because it was having so much success in syndication that they had to redo it.
0: But, yeah, it didn't work out so well. Huh. Now, does that mean they can't reboot it again now? <laughs> they probably will. Because every other show seems to be getting yeah. relaunched. Everybody's probably,
2: probably dead. dead. Um, man, maybe that's the direction the show will go. After we're through Sedaris, I'll, uh, I'll uh. force you guys to watch a new TV show that you've never heard of each week. So you can appreciate <laughs> television history, you know? Sure. I can
0: appreciate it just I mean, fine without having money. to watch it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> really good. Really good. We'll, we'll start with Soap, and then we'll work our way up to Benson. <laughs> I was reading about Benson, you know, just a little bit today, because I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to check up on Benson. And there's a little note there uh, when you search for Benson, and uh, it says, like, uh, is Benson a spinoff of Soap? And I'm like, yeah, it was a spinoff of Soap. But unlike Soap, it was very family-friendly, except for two episodes one where they ended up at a bordello and the other one when benson inherited a dirty magazine collection or, or <laughs> 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 it's like what? what a lucky fellow maybe not a collection maybe he like inherited the publication like the actual company but either way i mean those are pretty sounds like two great episodes of benson yeah. yeah yeah i
1: think
3: we should start
2: with those if we're going to watch these yeah <laughs> but uh yeah Still so Everybody watch soap on the tube. This tube is pretty good. You know, they got yeah. the soap. They got Columbo. They got Andy Sedaris. What do you need? <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. All right. Uh, anything else to talk about or can we get out of here?
3: Um, I did watch a couple things. It's really only one that's, I guess, relevant. Uh, okay. I watched on the YouTubes. Uh, I watched The Whistler.
1: Oh, the, the, <laughs> the like the old movie. movies
2: from the yep. 40s.
3: Yeah, they have a couple of them on there. I think they have like the return of the whistler and then something else with the whistler. But I watched the first one just called The Whistler. Um, it's about an hour long, which turns out is too long. Half <laughs> <The laughs> hour at the radio show is
2: just right. Did they just do one story or did they do was it like an anthology? It was one story, yeah. So they kinda of dragged the it mistake. out and
3: it got too convoluted and it was yeah. just kind of losing me.
2: <laughs> they should have probably made it um, like an anthology situation, right?
3: Yeah. Years, so. If you're going to make it like an hour long, do, do two stories or maybe even three. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, there was too many plot points. It was getting very convoluted. It was about this guy who uh he's hiring a hitman at the beginning of the episode. And uh, you can tell basically right after that he goes to work and he's trying to pass off business and doing all these things. Where You're like, OK, clearly he hired this hitman to kill him. <laughs> he wants to. Die. Oh, OK. So. Yeah. That's not even like the twist, really, because you find that they officially state that not too long after because I guess he he was on a boat trip or something with his wife and his wife seemingly died, but he got a bunch of people to safety, but he couldn't get his wife to safety. So now everyone blames him and like all his friends won't talk to him and everyone hates him because they think he murdered his wife or let her die or whatever. So I guess that's why he wants to die. Um, so, but then he, he's already paid the hitman or the guy who talks to the hitman, And, uh, then he gets a telegram saying, oh, it's the, you know, it's from the Red Cross in Japan. Like your wife, we really, we found out that your wife has been found in Japan at a concentration camp or something like that. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> she's alive, but you know, we got to try to get her out. And he's like, oh boy, she's still alive. Like I'm saved. So now so I don't he, wa- to die.
2: <laughs> he wants to cancel the hit. He's like, I got to yep. cancel it.
3: Okay. Yep. But it turns out the guy, the the connector guy, has been killed, Uh, so he can't figure out how to get a hold of the old hitman there. And the hitman has this whole subplot where he's trying to learn uh about necrophobia and trying to scare <laughs> people to death. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like, oh, thought, all right. That's I thought weird. you said
2: necrophilia. Yeah. Because I was like, wow. That
3: too, when I saw it in the book he was reading, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this got weird.
2: <laughs> that is weird, yeah.
3: But no, it was necrophobia. <laughs> okay. And, uh... So he, yeah, eventually the guy, like, it got weird. Like, he he loses his memory. (laughs) And the guy, the hitman's still trying to get him. And it all kind of ends up where the secretary at his office also had a crush on him. So she's trying to, like, she's hoping the wife doesn't come back so she can get with him. But then she gets a telegram from the Red Cross being like, hey, yeah, sorry about, we got your hopes up. Like, no, yeah, your wife did die. (laughs) So (laughs) she's in the concentration camp, but she is dead.
2: Oopsie. So she up. goes, yeah, she
3: goes and finds him, you know, the the guy who paid him off. Uh, she finds the guy and is like, hey, yeah, uh, your wife is dead. And there's a cop right there. And the hitman has kind of been chasing this guy. And he sees the guy talking to this cop about the whole uh, thing. Oh, because he was trying to sneak onto a boat. That's what happened. He tried to sneak onto a Red Cross boat because he was hoping to get over to Japan and, you know, break his wife out. because so He hadn't heard yet that she was still, you know, she actually died. So, uh, the cops kind of take him off the boat and, uh, then they, they find the secretary and they're all kind of huddled together in a, in a shed or whatever. And, uh, the hitman just kind of sees him talking to a cop from the outside the window, doesn't know what they're talking about. And he's like, uh-oh, this guy's squealing on me. And so he tries to shoot him. Uh, but I think he, he misses and like the cop shoots the, the hitman. And it's like, but there really wasn't a twist to this. <laughs> It's more just like, yeah, the, the yeah. cop shot the, the
2: hitman. Like, that's there's no twist in this story. Yeah, there was a – it sounded similar. The idea of hiring a hitman to kill you, that's been done – I mean, I'm, I'm sure they did it first. But I, that's been done subsequently, yeah. right? That's a Oh, I, I'm I, sure, yeah. That's very familiar to me. Uh, but I did hear a whistler similar to that where a guy hires a killer to kill somebody. But then at the end, there's a mix-up because he gives them a picture – Of I can't remember who he wanted to have murdered, but he he couldn't he didn't have a picture of who he wanted, but he says oh here's the the lady he's dating or something like that because I think the guy was cheating on his wife. Somehow it ended up the hitman ended up killing the person he he liked and not who he hated. I can't remember why because I can't remember the details because the way I described it it sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah. um, Anyway, the,
3: uh, at least they did work the whistler and like he he was whistling at the beginning and stuff. And you hear him uh, talking. He gives a kind of voiceover oh. and they kind of tried to work him into the plot a little bit. where like the hitman tries to go after this guy the first time and he gets scared off because he hears somebody whistling.
2: Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> hey, well, you mentioned the narrator of the whistler. That reminds me on Soap. They have a narrator at the beginning of the show. (laughs) That narrator is played by Rod Roddy. Oh, come on down. That's right. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. You know that, at least. Yeah. Yep.
3: I got one of your references. (laughs) Put it on the board.
2: I need to do the show with older people. I need to get older people on the show. You need Larry back. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Hey, next week is my birthday, actually. Ooh. Next Friday. So maybe I'll see if Larry will uh grace us with his presence for my birthday if he
0: can make oh, time. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all the I
0: uh, might not be here next week. I don't know what my plans are yet. Oh, you're going to go out and celebrate. I got to go. Birthday? Well, I got to go up to Chicago for a wedding on Saturday, but I don't know if I'm going Friday night or Saturday. Yeah, all right. I'll just go well, Saturday. That way I won't miss Mike Dell's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you, <Tuffy>. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. We're going to get strippers
3: and. Uh, That'd be great. Dawn Spear. Hot, hot dogs, <laughs>
1: hamburgers, chicken,
2: hot dogs. Sybil Danning, pop out of the cake. Great. <laughs> right. just want a skeleton in there? Just yeah.
3: <laughs> a leathery skeleton. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, anything else? Uh, wrestling Tuffy, Elimination Chamber, one week away, right? I think it's the 18th.
0: Yeah. Carmella's in there, Mike Dell. Watch out. Hey.
2: Carmella's looking <laughs> good, huh? She's like ripped up. She's all strong
0: yeah.
2: and everything. How about Carmella? Um, but uh, Oscar wrestled. Hey, how, how do you feel about the uh, Chelsea Green? I think she's very f- entertaining. Uh, do you like yeah. the Chelsea Green? Yeah. Her her gimmick it wasn't is very like, good. That Rumble, I'll tell you that much. Her gimmick is basically she's like
0: uh, she's a Karen.
2: A, yeah, she just always wants to talk to people's managers. You know, she's always upset about things. And, okay,
0: yeah, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah,
0: tonight she came to SmackDown to talk to the SmackDown manager about the Raw manager, but they're both Adam Pearce.
2: She's she's re- <laughs> that's funny stuff. Yeah, she's really doing a good job with it. It's nice to see because you know she it, it took her so long to get her chance, and now she got her chance, and she's killing it. So good for her. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, but Oscar, yeah, Elimination Chamber. Word on the street, Tuffy, was that they wanted Raquel Gonzalez, uh, or is she Rodriguez on the main roster? I can't remember now. Yeah, Raquel okay. Rodriguez, I think on their main roster. Um, but they wanted her to be in the against for the SmackDown title at WrestleMania. Oh, huh. so that was like the, the original plan a long time ago. So now I don't know. I'm a little worried. Does that mean they're going to still go with that? And then Oscar? I think you got to have Oscar go right. Like you got to put your big stars on WrestleMania. Oscar is a way bigger star. Yeah, it's like Carmella's
5: curious.
0: gonna win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so because I think. What they're going to do is Becky and Lita for the tag titles at Mania, right? Lita came back. Yeah. So, like, because I was wondering, what are they going to do with Becky at Mania? Well, that would she would be happy with that if she's teaming with Lita to go after the tag yeah. titles. So, so if Oscar doesn't go because of the elimination, then what does Oscar do? You need to get Oscar there. So <laughs> she
3: could sell snow cones or something.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oscar needs to get there. Uh, I don't know. Is any anything else worth talking about, Tuffy? Wrestling wise.
0: Uh, well, Jay Uso finally came back tonight. Oh, that's good. Uh, what did he do? Uh, well, he was not there at the start of the show, so Jimmy went out for the tag match all by himself, and then uh, Jay kind of came in from the crowd, and they uh, retained the SmackDown tag oh, titles. Oh
2: no! What does this mean then?
0: Yeah, they beat up Ricochet and Braun Strowman. So are they
2: buddies again? Like were they celebrating and everything? And
0: yeah, so I think Jay's back in the fold, I guess, but maybe this is a false. Well, I, you know, I guess
2: this means Jay and Jimmy versus Sammy and Kevin Owens then at Mania, right?
0: Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're letting Sammy beat Roman. So. I hope so. So. All right. So next week. Isn't we'll uh,
3: WrestleMania coming up? They haven't really figured out the matches yet?
0: Uh, it's not. Uh, till, not till beginning of April. Yeah. So at least First about, about weekend six, of April, I think.
2: About six weeks to go. I think that, 50, I saw today, I think, 50 some days to go. 50 some days. Yeah. They
1: got time. They got time.
2: But all right. I guess that's it. Uh, we gotta thank the Ed. I don't know why, but we gotta thank the Ed.
0: <laughs> that Super Bowl preview he gave us.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, not have fun editing this show. Oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, missing the first fifteen minutes, but whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they may have recorded. I yeah. don't know. Uh I was gonna miss Kevin Jenks acing the Super Bowl trivia. I know. I, know. I, was, I was very I was very impressed. I
2: was on the board. Very impressive. <laughs> gotta thank Tuffy, gotta thank Jank. Uh next week I guess it's a Jank pick.
3: Yeah, I think we'll probably go back to uh, Tammy and the T-Rex.
2: On my birthday?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey,
0: that's a good one, Mike Dell. Yeah, wait a minute. It's my birthday. Well, shouldn't,
2: we, shouldn't we be doing something more, like uh, festive? <laughs> uh, we'll, um, we can watch.
3: The we can see if wedding. there's some
0: video footage of uh, Sybil Danning in her nursing home or something.
2: We'll, we'll play <laughs> this by ear. Let me check with Larry, because if Larry okay, comes
0: right. on, maybe we'll let Larry do, p- decide what we
2: do. Oh, sure. That's yeah. fine. But if Larry, then we'll do Tammy or whatever. But, uh,
3: or right. we could do uh, Neil Breen if Larry's not here.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we still have that. Huh? Yeah, because Larry, we'd have to like actually, you'd have to buy that. Yeah. Movie I don't somewhere. know if they can
3: get it there in uh, <laughs> in that amount of time. Although he was pretty on the spot with the last batch. So maybe mm-hmm. he would get it there quick.
2: All right, uh, go to Flea Market Fantasy for all your comic book needs. Uh, what's up there right now? Damage control. Uh, yep. The story of Bailey Dakota Kai and Eo Sky, as a 1989 <laughs> Marvel comic book. And uh, we just re- what did we record yesterday, Jank? Hercules. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Hercules. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. So Prince of Power.
3: Up. Best nickname ever.
2: He gets drunk with Galactus. So that. Uh, yeah. All right fellas. Well thank you very much. Uh and until next week. Oh I almost said don't get any jank on you. No.
1: Until <laughs> next week.
2: Past the monchichi Governor Gabby.